Hi guys, how you doing? Welcome to the 2A Procast. Today is an incredible episode. It is the best podcast we have ever done. We did it in Vegas with Mad Minute Tacticians. Yes. And we apologize because... Well, uh, so we were running out of battery on the camera and, well, I clicked end recording and by the time the battery had come out of the camera, it did not finish writing the file to the memory card. So we lost the first half of the video. But the audio is all there and the, the audio is incredible. It's all you need anyway because it yeah. is a podcast. But when we get into the second half of it at some point in time, it's he like, will put up yeah. the minute right here on the video. Uh, the video pops back on and it gets emotional. Uh, both both uh, Jacob Tackett and I were crying. Did you cry? Uh, I started to tear up a little bit. Sorry, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was pretty intense. It was, it, again, like I said, it was one of the most emotional, cathartic, and best episodes that uh, we have ever done. Yeah, it's it's really good. So we highly suggest um, just listen to it. It's really, really good. It's, it's everything you could ever want and more. Um, and I'm going to play some background footage. It'll be looping. So if you wanted to watch something, it'll be there for you. Uh, other than that, thank you. I apologize. And enjoy the episode. And we bid thee. Wait. No. Adam, Adam, you and Bryce also had a great episode. You did have a great episode. It's, but it's, <laughs> it's two different vibes. Okay, high speed ballistic ballistic high speed episode will be coming the, very on the fall very, very shortly. Yeah. But I just want to. It's two different episodes. Okay, before <laughs> I get your text message. All right, I love you guys. Enjoy. Let's do a little bit of an intro, at least. Drink. Do you have my chief fuel drink? Hi, everyone. <laughs> this is 2A Procast. <laughs> and we have the honor and the privilege to bring you Mad Minute Tactician. Hi. The uh, tactician of the Mad Minute varietal, if you will, or if you won't. Um, tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself. Like, who are you? What do you do? Who do you claim to be? What do you stand for? Sure. Uh, I'm going to start with who I claim to be, because I think that's the most important. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that in life, nothing matters more than your reputation. And I think that your reputation is built off of your actions and never your words, right? So who I am, who I want to be, is I want to be an example for my kid. I want to be an example for people around me. I think that, that leadership gets misconfused a lot of times for people that are influential. But I think that leadership is the ability to walk your own path, to, to agree on a moral set of things that are rules that you apply to your life and walk that past whether anyone's with you or not. Right. And I think if you do that, you'll turn around one day and there'll be a crowd behind you, you know? That's it. So like who I am, what I want to do is that I just want to be a dangerous dad. I want to make other <laughs> dangerous dads. I've always been a little bit older in all of those jobs because I kind of destroyed my life when I was a kid and had to rebuild in the army. Look, being able, I've always been in kind of a fatherly position mm -hmm. in all those jobs, even though I was, you know, 22 or whatever. And oh, you're yeah. an 18 year old kid, they look at you like you're 75. Dude, I went in, I went in when I was 19. Yeah. And I felt old. Yeah. yeah you got this, yeah. like the tail end of 17 and 18 year olds coming in there. Yeah. Right. And you're just two years older, one year older. Yeah. I felt like a fucking old man. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I've, I've, I've just watched my generation devalue getting married, devalue having kids, devalue the family unit. And when we devalued it, look at what happened to our society. If you want to fix active shooters, if you want to fix, the, the mental illness diseases that are going on inside the United States, it starts at home. It starts with the family unit. The government, it can't be the solution to all fucking problems. The, the pharmaceutical machine can't be the solution to all problems. It's the family unit. Yep. And the family unit is run, whether you're Christian or not, it, that, that, that Judeo-Christian value of the man being the leader of the home 
It's based off of that. So the importance of you as a man growing, building your moral set, and then developing a family and fucking leading that family, that is your responsibility in life. And that leadership, again, is not telling your wife what to do. No. It's no. taking advice from your wife. It's taking well, advice from your kids, but it's walking a path, even if you're walking it alone with your family. And your wife supports you on the back, and your wife motivates you to walk that path. Right. Know? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, people get the the idea of what a leader is so confused. It's literally in the word, like to lead. Yeah, you you, you lead the, the path. path. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah, you've got to be the first one. Right. To do a thing. Right. Yeah. And you can't and lead like an you, officer. No. You can't lead like an officer that says we lead from the front. Except I've always got to turn around and talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah. So that's one of the things that um, it was. It was incredibly magnetic. Like the second I came across your platform, and I don't know if I came across it or you said check this guy out. But either way. Once I started, you started showing up on my feed and I, I, it was just, it was immediate, man. I saw the first couple of messages were like, do not devalue the nuclear family. Do not devalue this premise that like men need to be men and move forward and love your fucking family. And it was funny because it was right on the tail end of me coming out of a fucking, I just recently started going to church and I had gone, I hadn't really gone to church my whole life. And I just yeah. figured like, you know what? I need, I need something. I need more. I just, I just want more. And I didn't know what the fuck it was, but it was one of the first times that I went in church and I came out of church and at the very end of that sermon, the guy said, you know what? And the whole thing wasn't even really religious. It was just like, hey, be a fucking good human. Be a good human. Yeah, be a good human. Like, be let's a good all human. get together. We're all in here trying to do the same thing. Be a good human, everybody. And he wrapped everything up with, um, and I've said it before. You've heard me mm. say it before, but it was a, a Mother Teresa quote. And it was, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Yes. And yes. And then I saw that thing from you, and it was just kind of like, you know, the stars align. You, you see the one puzzle thing. pieces just. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, when like you buy a fucking car, like a, you buy like a fucking Ford Taurus, and then like all of a sudden you see Ford Taurus is fucking everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like you never notice something. Yeah. You never notice something. But that, that was the thing. It just like these things started popping up almost like little little clues. You got to listen to the universe, man. Yeah. I was just like, man, I'm like, such a right firm, in my fucking face. I'm such a firm believer. I was talking to uh, to Patriot Rich at Chacha mm -hmm. this week, and, uh, you know, like they, they he's doing like a, a biblical podcast with some other guys with the, the uh, CEO of Huxworks they do like a weekly mm. pot like men's Bible study and he was asking me if I'd be interested in being involved which would be very cool that would be I, I'm not a uh, I told him like I, I'm not a, I'm not a Christian I don't right. the, the concept that I'm supposed to pray to Jesus Christ I, you lose me a little bit right yeah I totally get that even sitting in church I'm kind of like mm. yeah because yeah, because I grew up being here yeah. but yeah. you know at the same time I need like my it's, lack of spirituality sometimes yeah i, I need that fucking message it's i need a, just i need to be around people who are so it's a non-profit organization that has the ability to drive money through itself so there is there is once you can put money into something like that there is a layer or layer of corruption that will go with it. absolutely whether it's the Catholic, the catholic church during the during the dark ages or whether it's a local southern baptist church there's mm -hmm. there's always should be yeah. wary of the corruption potential inside of those organizations tv yeah. preachers are a prime example right so joel austin yeah, getting me to necessarily say that, you, like, me. I'm going to go with the Bible, the NIV version, that the words are exactly the same words that were written 4,000 years ago. And no yeah, I'm, I'm not buying it. With. I'm, I'm yeah. having a hard time, right? But yeah. Yeah. being in the military, being a firefighter in the fire department, I have seen things that I just can't explain. And I just, I listened to my wife. Talking about the importance of the nuclear family, the most influential thing to ever happen in my life was meeting my wife. She pushed me to be a leader. She pushed me to be someone that stood a moral line. She took someone who was a broken human that didn't know what to do with myself and built a functional man and then sent me into the world. That, that is what a church group can do for everyone that's involved in it. It, it. The importance of coming together and being a part of people and then the importance of listening to the universe and just accepting that you're not in control of everything. Mm. There are things that happen that I cannot explain. We should listen to that.
And like it, dude, if you start to listen to the universe and you look for those repeating signs of things, the tort, the Ford Taurus effect, yeah, you'll see it in your life, man. I've the, the company that I partnered with to do my rifle, they're Wolfpack Armory. I had nightmares as a kid about wolves. My mom would tell me, don't be afraid of the wolves. You are a wolf. There's nothing scary in the dark because you are here. You are the scariest thing in the room. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah. When I met my wife, I listened to her. She, she had a, a three-year-old daughter at the time. So I, I just stepped into this situation I was completely unprepared for, you know. Yeah. My daughter was upset one night and my wife told her the same thing, right? We had never had a conversation about it. She said the same thing that my mom mm-hmm. had said. So there was this reoccurring theme in my life of this like wolf concept. And then the company that partners with me to like really take me into the mainstream and actually like monetize some of the stuff I'm doing. They're Wolfpack Armory, man. Yeah. It's these echoes through the universe, through time. Like you're being directed at something. You should just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Whether that's Jesus Christ, whether that, you know, I I don't know, but you should listen to it. Right. Yeah. You should, you should sit and listen. And because I, I, I do believe that humans need spirituality to fucking stay on the right track. We don't know shit. No. Yeah. It's inherent that human needs it. Yeah. That humans need it. You know, and it's, um, listen to Elon Musk talk about us being in a simulation. Like we don't know, we don't. We, we, we don't know. We don't no. know. If we're and you know what? I, like I'm, I'm a firm believer in this. Maybe a little too off track, but you know, the this whole like why is like why is marijuana illegal? I think. Well, you I know, can, you know why it's illegal. I, I start, so I'll, I'll I'll just tell you a story like real quick. Like when I when I smoke, like I I see the truth. Like I don't know if it does to me something different than it does to everybody else because I've I've heard people have these similar experiences like when they do fucking like DMT, yeah, and mushrooms. Ayahuasca, yeah. Like I don't need to do. God. I don't need to do that shit because yeah. like marijuana has taken me there. Now I'm sober now and I don't fuck with that shit. But see the matrix just, code. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. Like I would smoke and like I would. I fucked up and watched Tron. You know. And I, was like, I see the matrix. I'm in a fucking video game. Yeah. I'm in a mm-hmm. fucking video game. Yeah. Right? I see the matrix. Like user scared the shit out of me, and I'm and I'm like literally I started like seeing the world a little differently. Like, are we? Are we just puppets in this fucking game? Are we is somebody controlling like what I do and what I say every every fucking day? And like whether that's like on this, um, it's just existential thoughts, right? Like what am yes. I doing here? And is it the government pulling the strings? Is it some other entity pulling the strings outside of this world? But I'll tell you who doesn't want you thinking like that. The yeah, fucking person pulling the strings, the strings yeah. right? And yeah. so, like, yeah. to federally prohibit a drug that would get you starting to see the truth in things. Yeah. And I would genuinely see the truth in, like, people. I would see that, man, this guy would think to myself, and I'd get high, like, this guy's a really genuine guy, like a good guy. And then I would think, this guy's a really bad guy. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't hang around him anymore. You I would start to, a, like, see these you things. Read a you feel the energy. Yeah, you feel yeah. the yeah. energy for yeah. people, and you're like, despite of what you're saying, despite the smile on your face, yeah. ugh. Right, right. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. I think that, I think that we're, we're going to end up on a tangent talking about weed, so, like, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, so we can, we can bring it back, yeah. but, but that's the, it, but it all kind of funnels back into, you know, uh, just government control of, like, certain things, certain yeah. substances, and what the real fundamental reason is it, behind it, but It removes your anxiety and allows you to stop worrying about yourself and to just start thinking about your existence that's all it does which is in essence a spiritual experience right in, yeah in and of itself if and that's to, kind of what it dude if you were to pump lysergic acid into the water mains for the country and just everyone in the in the continental united states had a day together <laughs> it, the entire system would change dude 100 percent. it since i was yeah. 15 the, the, the first time i ate acid i like looked at my buddy and i was like everyone in the world should do that yeah right no, everyone needs to do it. the one of the big problems about like new that, project about like the new universe new. and the energy talks right like oh he's got a good energy to him it's good vibes uh the problem is that ha- that was taken by fucking pseudo hippies and it was run into the ground yeah right these yeah. people who are like you just have the bad vibes, man. Yeah, you need some pistols. And it's like, no. it's like we're electric meat suits flying on a rock through an empty void in space, 
like that only perceive the world around, around us through, through third dimension through here through yeah, yeah. through a certain we can't spectrum of light like we but like that's 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 a good point yeah. we we experience it on the third dimension and we know the second and the first dimension yeah. exists but we can only see the third yeah. dimension you want to talk about time yeah prove time right just sit for five minutes while you take a poop in the bathroom <laughs> don't look at your phone and think about the concept of time. Think about the concept of a memory. Prove that something you have done in your life that you remember actually happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know it happened? I, it's all other for, than a memory. Yeah. yeah. That existential concept of like I think, therefore I am. Like I doubt, therefore oh, God. I think. Rene Descartes. Yes. I fucking like, love I that guy. Being exposed to that when I was like twelve. Yeah. And I, I was in a very, I was in a private Christian school. The Bible teacher only taught there like the one year because he yeah. exposed us to like alternative philosophical concepts, and one mm -hmm. of them was was the Descartes. Concept. Oh, and they got rid of him. Yeah. And they were like. Yeah. Right like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but like I, that concept, man, like it, it haunts me in my life. Like I cannot actually prove anything. Right. Right. So like I shouldn't be anxious about stuff. I should take big swings at things. I should, I should, I should commit myself to things that I believe in because right. I could literally just be in a room somewhere losing my mind talking to myself. You yeah. know, I could be a homeless guy mumbling down the street talking to myself. What the fuck are they talking about? Where yeah. are they? You right. Know, where like, are they? Yeah. Where are they? It's not they're They're unaware of spatially where they are yeah. who's around them they genuinely think they're probably talking yeah. to another human being dude, and that's their reality for them near-death experiences from yeah. people there's dude. a there's a whole clinic yeah. at uva in the the city the state that i'm from virginia as a university mm -hmm. of virginia they have an entire department at the university that studies uh near-death experiences and reincarnation oh, uh, like They've provable like reincarnation cases Shit. there's a great documentary on netflix called uh life after death i think it's what it's called i think i've heard of that dude it's really good there's they have they have a whole episode that's on like reincarnation and it's it's, I feel like it's something that would be very hard for the parent to teach the child because you're talking, right. they're interviewing three, four, five-year-old kids. Yeah, I've, I've seen one of these. There Wasn't there a dude in America that died and then some like Irish kid yeah, dude, on the other side of the of earth? There's tons of them. Died and this kid was born. Yeah, there's, 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 um, the, the, my favorite story from it is this guy who's a little older in life when they had their first kid and he had been, um, but he had money to like throw around and just kind of fuck off. Mm -hmm. It's like his son starts talking about airplanes um, and this mission that he was flying and his like wingman that gets shot down and it's these like graphic dreams and nightmares that he's having and stories that he's having and it sends the dad to start like investigating stuff because he doesn't know anything about mm -hmm. what his son's talking about so he just decides like i'm going to entertain this idea and he takes his son to like an air show and it's all world war ii airplanes and stuff that are there right mm -hmm. and his son is able to walk around nothing modern but he's able to walk around on these world war ii planes at the age of like five like he's just kind of talking now yeah. yeah, and describe the engine, the size of the engine, the airspeed, how long it'll run on fuel, when the plane was Whoa. made, the manufacturers made them. He has these in-depth knowledge base that even someone that followed the stuff wouldn't know. Right. right. So they continue to like follow this whole case study. Um, the kids got birthmarks where the fr the flak would have come into this. The plane. fragmentation killed them. The guy that yeah. he said was his friend and his like wingman. They they do a historical search for that guy and they find these two pilots that died over top some island in the Pacific. And mm. the kid's story from an early age is completely matches is detail for detail what happened with these two pilots. What the fuck is that, dude? Yeah. The, what the, the fuck is that? The have you yeah. ever heard of the birthmark theory? Well, yeah. I don't know if it's called that, but yeah, there's there's a uh, prevailing theory that birthmarks are where you have died in a past life 
Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or yeah, my daughter has this that. beautiful one on her hand that as she gets older, like grows and separates, but it was like yeah. a very pinpoint spot mm-hmm. when she was younger. And I desperately want to know what yeah. that was. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. So you got the photos of it and yeah. trying to figure it yeah. out. Maybe fucking AI will do that for you yeah. one day. I, I tell all my buddies that have finally decided to have kids. Yeah. Like you need to listen to them, man. Yeah. Like yeah. you need to tell me if have one of your three. Listen to your kids. Yeah. yeah. Have you thought about, uh, do you have like a photo of it like right now? So like after the podcast, we could do something with it where like we just plug it into a not from nope. I don't know how familiar you are with like uh, AI and, and how to use it, and if you are yeah, using yeah, it. Well, okay, so if if you're using it and you plug that in and just fucking say, hey, what is this from? Like, what, where could this potentially be from? What body of land would this be around? And get any results back if you've done that? What do you mean, like so? Oh, like the, 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 the landmass? Yeah. Oh man, I yeah. don't know. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, like taking the like photo an and say, hey, what, what, what landmass does this? Like, is it an island or like? Yeah. What does this possibly could, look like? What wound could this potentially look, man, look like? Because me and my wife both have a bunch of pictures what? of she was a little when it was kind of more together still. I'm I don't know. I'm really I'm curious to see like kind of what it came down to, yeah. and then maybe you could back, use that as maybe a starting point to see. Speaking of AI, okay. because we can maybe we can yeah. we can start transitioning <laughs> yeah. to something else. That's that's how this podcast goes. You, it's all it's all over the place. Yeah. Have you yeah. gone on uh, Chat GPT the three the free one and asked it the rules to the simulation? If we are in a simulation, oh, what are the rules fuck. to win? It's the Ten Commandments from the Bible, bro. Jesus and it's not—it's not written as the Ten Commandments. It's written—it's written from the computer, which is just pulling information out of the internet. It's yeah. reading humans. It's reading our comments. It's—it's it's just sure. reading us. Yeah, yeah. And the rules that the computer, which is completely unrelated to humanity, religion, anything, sure. absolutely yep. spits the same guidelines out that people figured out four thousand years ago. Because that's fascinating. It's, that is crazy. Fascinating. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, kind of along those lines of how just inherently deep down in every man, woman, or child is the fundamental idea of God. Right. So when I was attempting to get sober, there's this, uh, you know, there's this kind of mantra in the, in the, uh, it's not a mantra. It's kind of a way of life in the, in the world of sobriety that you need to find power, a higher power, something to replace the thing you were actually putting inside your body. It's always actively, genuinely trying to seek a higher power, trying to stop fucking drinking, trying to be a different fucking human. And if this was the fucking answer I needed to figure out, well, the fucking fundamental problem was I was raised atheist. Right. And so, you know, one of the first people I talked to is, you know, you know, but see, we're talking, I'm like, why don't you believe in God? And we've had these questions that we've, you know, we've talked about these things before. And in a nutshell, in so many words, I said, deep down in every man, woman, or child is the fundamental idea of God. So what do you think about that? Because that is a thing to be true. Uh, like, I, we can all agree that that's true. Yeah. And she goes, well, you know, essentially that's why. And I've been told this by to in the past. This, my, my well, no, I mean, like when you're walking around, that right. conversation you're having. Right. Who, who is that to? Yeah. You're praying, man. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want. You can call it talking. When you're talking in your head, yeah, you're praying to something. Something so, is listening. To you. Well, so the response. You want to know what's crazy, really quick? Just a quick side <laughs> tangent. I don't I, talk to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Some people don't have a voice in their head. Yeah, man, that's those that's scary. terrifying. But anyways, continue. You know, and I think about this all the time, dude. Like there was a time that um, I'll never forget about this time where I like I legit like lied to my friend. Um, his name is Ronnie. He's an amazing dude. Not still, you, Ronnie. Still, still not you, Ronnie. I still love him to death to this day. But he asked me one time, he said, hey, man. Um, and I feel really bad about this because I think he was just trying to connect on a like more spiritual level. He said, do you ever talk to yourself? And, and you're like, no, nah, man. Yeah. No, nah, man. No, nah, man. And of course I had. Of course I did. Everyone does. And I was like, no, nah, man. And he was like, oh, okay. And it was kind of the end of the conversation where he wanted to build a connection. And I thought because I didn't want to sound like I was a fucking crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Right. My thought was the selfish thought of he's probably heard me talking to myself. 
and he wants to like see if I'm a crazy guy or so you know what I mean but reality yeah. I look back you now, schizophrenic, just like schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> you know he do was we share the same can yeah. we be homeless friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, but going back to you uh, your friend Ronnie doesn't exist Jake. Yeah. <laughs> he's not real you were talking to him. none yeah. of us are in this the room guy man. that you're actually talking to it goes another layer Jake's just talking to an empty couch yeah every every time I look away you guys aren't really there that's right that's right Bryce we're not can you can you edit us out of the video yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we just disappear. Yeah. So, uh, but ultimately, the sum of the conversation that I've had with my mom several times in the past was this concept of the fundamental idea of God is deep down within any, every man, woman, the child. Um, well, she's like, well, of course, like that's why that's why we don't believe because before anybody had the ability to connect, connect, and communicate throughout the world, before like when you know there was cross continents and nobody had the ability to say this is the right religion and carry that message and be an evangelist for that particular uh religion people had all the same the ten commandments going back to the same thing you were talking about there was the same tenants that built yeah. up through these communities yeah. that had zero communication yep and so from the atheist standpoint it was this is clearly fabricated by humans mm -hmm. because everybody's fabricating the same thing but for me it made all the sense in the world that that is why I can take the next step in thousands of years life. of humans that have just come to the same realization through trial and error in their lives. Right. They've learned lessons through time that have passed down father to son, mother to daughter. Right. And it's just, it's just the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Just be a right. decent human being. <clears throat> yep. Have a moral code. Value your Treat others right. people. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Draw a hard line. Don't yep. allow yourself to be threatened and controlled. Hold your morals. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's such a simple thing. It's so disappointing to see it disappear in our culture. Dude, our it is, you know, it's devastating. And it, it all, I mean, it, it's just to come like full circle with it. It, it all, it all starts at home, man. It does. It starts at yeah. Home. It really does. It, it just is what it is. If you want to fix, if you want to fix the government, if you have an issue to pick with the federal government, if you have an issue to pick from the, from the liberal side, if you have an issue to fix with the federal government about how we use the war machine and just march around the planet. If that's your big bone to pick, how do you prevent the war machine from happening? You ensure that your child understands what it actually is and does not enlist. You don't feed the machine. Right. So if you disagree with it, you just ensure that your family isn't a part of the system. And when a ton of people all come together with that same mindset, things die. Things change. Right. Regimes leave. The, the DOD crumbles because there isn't a support. It's I love the movie A Bug's Life. Interesting. Dude, such such an amazing, such such an amazing free fall to see Disney go from making things like A Bug Life when I was a kid which was literally the tale of the ants versus the grasshoppers. Yeah. And there's this wonderful scene in that movie where one of the grasshoppers like snaps like one of the other ones and says like, if the ants ever figure out that they outnumber us, our days are done. Yep, it's so good. When did we lose? When did Disney go from like yeah. teaching the idea of, of what we were? Like of the community and standing together. The small, the small community values. That's what Disney used to stand for. They made movies encouraging children to believe the same concept that you have the ability to affect the world. Right. Now everyone, they don't think they have the ability to do anything. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I wish more people understood the value that they could bring, you know? Of course. Like, right. Everybody has the capability. Yes. Everybody does. And you can blow your life Except up. for those guys who don't have a voice in their head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for them. Yeah. Dumb people are dangerous, man, because they don't know they're dumb. Yeah. If yeah. you question yourself, if you question the decisions you make, if you question the things that you say, if you are anxious, it means that you are intelligent. Right. If you can operate in a crowd, if you can go to a business meeting and not be anxious, then you're not that smart. It just is what it is. You know what, man? And look at our political it's class. So, it's so relieving to hear it. I'm telling you right now, there are probably listen, there are people listening to this right now that's going like, fuck, dude, I thought anxiety was a fucking crutch. 
It's a fucking it's superpower. It's a, yeah, it's a superpower. ADHD is a superpower. Yeah, totally damn straight, dude. It's a superpower. Yeah, I used to think. They want you. How how the fuck did we allow the pharmaceutical company to use the school system since the eighties? to say that if a child can't sit still for eight hours and listen to me drum on about math, right. that there is a problem with that and child need to be and medicated. we should medicate him with methamphetamines. Really? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck, man? And, and we just, we just that let that run. That to you? That's no, 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 no. I was darker. the kid that my mom drew a line on. Okay. Every That's school great. I was ever in, I always got in trouble because I would ask the teacher questions. I got, I got, I thought the point of being here was to Yeah, you so were moving, you you're up and around. I understand, I'm gonna ask questions. I'm gonna go back and forth with right. you. I'm in a private Christian school debating with the teacher about the tenets of the bible bro i'm a right. problem right yeah, yeah right. you gotta get me yeah. on meth right away <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah dude i got i got this kid on drugs allow him to conform yeah i was i was thrown out of a um current events class when i was in that private school yeah because we had um the teacher brought in a tv rolled the tv in on the cart you know played a video of bill clinton giving a speech like just a two-minute clip yeah and then like a two-minute clip of of w giving a speech right and this is you know this is immediately following 9 11 right right? there's everyone in the country is behind bush right w can do no wrong right right he's a hero at the time w he was also a conservative i'm never gonna call him bush again thank you w w he was a conservative leader you know right so they play this and the teacher asked who was a better public speaker my entire class which is like 24 people you know it's a tiny little school my entire class said it was W. It was W. No, it's And Clinton. I lost my it's mind. Clinton. I was like, you guys are yeah. you guys are joking, right? Yeah. Like yeah. take away what your pastor said. Take away what your daddy said. Take away what he stands for. Take away take away all of the things that are outside of him just talking. He can't read. No. He can't talk. I had a whole He's book. He's borderline illiterate. Yeah, I had a whole book at the time that was just like fucked up things that he had tried to say at some point, you know? <laughs> and it was hilarious. I, I agree I like I'm I'm proud that he was a president that I fought under. I'm right. proud that I served. Well, I guess I probably didn't. I went in in 2009, but I'm, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm proud that he was a leader of my country, right. but all of that being said, man, well, he couldn't the, the write a book. Well, the words that you fought that right. were, were initiated right. Bill under, Clinton, his, under, yeah. under his Yeah, Bill Clinton can sit down and just <laughs> write a book about anything for yeah. anything. Yeah, no, he was incredibly literate. Yeah. Yeah, when I was at, when I was younger, man, and that's where- and he's it, still not in trouble. I love Dude. what you said, because that is exactly, it's that the buck stops like in your own family, right? So if you don't want the system to medicate your fucking kids, then you take control. It's on you. Don't allow them to medicate the kids. Now- my son, I just had a son, just about almost, you know, pushing two years old. And, you know, there's, there's some serious fucking signs. I even talked to the doc about it. I was like, Hey man, like I know I had ADHD, like a motherfucker when I was a kid, if you want to call it that, maybe I just, yeah, we, we put a fucking label on it. Right. And I don't even like that. You had right? to, we've got to like categorize yeah, this. You had to scoop thing. water in your mouth while looking out for an alligator, a rattlesnake and a T-Rex. Yeah. And you're yeah. telling me that my ability yeah. to yeah. multitask <laughs> is a problem. Yeah. Right. Bro, no, that's Bill. <laughs> the, the, the most successful people in the world <laughs> run 500 a... companies through their cell phone while they're on a yacht. Yeah. That guy doesn't have ADHD bullshit. Right. right. Yeah. And so it's a fucking problem. We need to medicate this. And I, you know, and, and it's interesting when I'm No, they don't want the competition. Because, <laughs> because I will say that, you know, the stimulants that I've taken in my life have calmed me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They they literally have like I like um God, I've always been reluctant to to do this on, you know, like make it completely public. But there there have been I've I've done cocaine. I'll tell a I've done a fucking story lot of it. So right. Done yeah. cocaine, I've done a fucking lot of it in the past. And I will say that, you know, on record, that shit brings me like it's kind of like oh where it's a tranquil like, boom let's go yeah i'm like oh, i'm I'm, I'm like focused I'm just gonna like chill yeah. and focus where everybody else is doing this other thing and then like weed does the opposite and 
And alcohol kind of does the opposite where it gets me going. It's a depressant for most people, but it fires me up. It gets me aggressive. It gets me going. It gets me yeah, moving. That's why I don't drink anymore. And so, yeah. <clears throat> so I want to set your couch on. When I, was a, <laughs> when I was a kid and I had like all this creativity, all these things that I was doing and I was writing poetry, but I was also not sitting at my fucking desk like they wanted me to, not being a good little fucking student like they wanted me to. And then the doctor was like, well, your son's got ADHD. So they put me on Ritalin. Then I fucking became wicked OCD. Like it was, it was neurotic. I was neurotic. I was like, mm -hmm. well, this has to be clean and this has to be this and that has to sit there. And who the fuck moved that? Who would have and thought methamphetamine would have done that? Right, right. I became fucking yeah. neurotic. Yeah. And How many clocks did you take apart in your room? Yeah. And never put back <laughs> exactly. You were at the neighbor's house taking but, tires but, off the two of them. Exactly. Have you ever driven by that fucking meth head's house and he's got a hundred cars in his yeah. yard? He's got a hundred projects yeah. that are halfway done. He's like, listen, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Don't worry. I'm going to. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. This is not normal human behavior. Did you try to overthrow Europe? <laughs> yeah. did you all of a sudden lose a testicle <laughs> well i played a lot of i played a lot of risk what how do you feel oh, about man, favorite game. how do you feel we about should, we should we should hang out sometime do some cocaine and play risk <laughs> listen listen when you were doing this how did you feel about poland <laughs> did you have a desire to overthrow the world that is my have you ever read the book blitzed that no. talks about the no. the rampant use of methamphetamines in the German oh, military. Oh, no, but I've 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 read it's many so it's so interesting accounts yeah. of that. Yeah, where he, the entire military and it happened especially through the initial Blitzkrieg of yeah, France. Yeah, like that's what kept them going. That they was, were just yeah, on what yeah. Blitzkrieg. It, it wasn't just the military. It was the housewives. It was the production facilities. Right. It was it was everyone. They were all I can't remember the name of the the gum, but it was like a gum that okay. they got. So the entire society was on it. So it was this incredibly high-functioning society for like two years yeah. until the supply line started to get shaky. And then your frontline soldiers were now, you had divisions going through DTs all at the same time. So like this guy through the DT book, is detox, yeah. for those yeah. who don't yeah. know. Delirium. For, yeah. for those yeah. of you who have never seen shit coming De out of the wall where you were DT. Yeah, yeah. 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 delirium yeah. treatment. Yeah. But the, the guy that, seeing things, you're shaking, you're cold yeah. Yeah. The guy that wrote that book essentially said like the downfall of the German war machine was, was running out of they mouth. Had, they had created this thing that allowed them to blitzkrieg, that allowed them to be more aggressive than any other military before, but it ultimately was what destroyed them because they, they just had a bunch of drug addicts. They just couldn't function anymore. Yeah, and the fact that their leader had like legitimately lost his mind. Oh, yeah, man. Guess what? He never ran out. Look at the like have you have you seen him at the olympics he's like dude grinding his teeth cranked he's like fucking sweating bullets like cranked on cranked man the 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 you want to know an interesting thing about that too the guy that was his personal doctor was a vet a veterinarian yep yeah yeah and was just like i don't know man he was the guy giving this whole syringe of just who knows what and he's just out there like you love the jewels like just out of his mind man not to like Hitler was terrible. No yeah, one else yeah, was yeah, responsible yeah, for what yeah, Hitler no. did. It's just an interesting thing. But the uh, Pervitin, that was the name of the drug. Uh, We're all on, on a thing called Pervitin. Pervitin. Okay. Well, Americans started to come in contact with German soldiers when we got into the war, right? Yep. And we started stripping their bodies and finding Pervitin. The, num the, 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 the first place we started finding it was on German pilots. So oh, the, the American military, America gets introduced to methamphetamines through the German pilots. We start putting our pilots on it. Why wouldn't you? And then so they're now, fucking us up. <laughs> so okay, so let's just track this real quick, right? So we we then use the same superpower that Germany is using to fight the war, and we enter the war. And how long are we in the war? Our supply lines never break, right? Right. right? And we're we're dosing our soldiers with something very similar. Mm -hmm. It is also the start of the military industrial complex. It's the start of the industrial explosion inside the United States. Right. It's the start of the fifties, where America would become this powerhouse of government funded industrial takeover you know what i mean yep. 
at the same time, the pharmaceutical companies that would have been making those drugs for World War II ran out of a place to sell the drug. Mm. And then ADHD is a thing. And then it's it pushed is. through yeah. a federal schooling system. If you look at COVID now and say that the corruption with pharmaceutical companies and the government happened during COVID, you're out of your mind. Oh, no. It has existed since fucking, the 50s, yeah. the 60s. Yeah. Dude, look at the, dude, have, have you guys ever looked into the, uh, all of the music that came, the hippie revolution music, the doors, all of those guys where they all came out of this one valley in, in California and the head, the house at the top of the valley was a um, production studio that, that was, that made um, government um, conspiracy movies. Like propaganda movies. Mm, propaganda films? Yeah, yeah, during like during the World War II and like into the 50s and 60s, there was this production house in I don't know what valley in California that I'd produced been all of those. Government all of those. Films? Yeah, all the government propaganda films. And then films. all of a sudden you start getting artists that are coming out. Dude, literally, yeah, five miles down it's, the road. It's, it's, it's literally these. the same strip. Yes, and it's, I've been, all, I've been it's everybody. There. It's, it's Jim Morrison, it's Janis Joplin. It's, 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 it's literally, you're everyone. driving, it's like there's that house, there's that house, there's that house. And then add to it that Jim Morrison's dad was the admiral in charge of the fleet in the Gulf of Tonkin. That starts Vietnam War. Oh shit, dude! It's so interconnected. It's and what did it do? Yeah. What did the what did the hippie movement do to the anti-war push? You had a legitimate movement that mm -hmm. had a legitimate issue that was filled with naked hippies on acid. It delegitimized the anti-war protest, and all of it came from the music scene. And all of the mm -hmm. music scene came from a mile-long strip, two miles away from a known government propaganda, propaganda. media machine. Wow. And then people and latched like onto it. The children of government officials? Like, right. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's some weird shit. I think you do know. Yeah. <laughs> that's some weird shit. Yeah. I'm not trying to be Alex Jones on no, something. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of... It is. It's a lot of so weird things. Yeah. 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 It becomes... It goes beyond circumstances. Yeah. I, am, I almost don't believe in coincidence anymore. No, absolutely yeah. not. Do you, do you think that the American government looked at the Nazi propaganda machine with, with Goebbels? Goebbels? And it looked at our society and didn't apply those same things. We, We're we, still applying it. We, we brought uh, Werner von Braun over on Operation Paperclip, yep. uh, along with hundreds of other high-ranking Nazis, right? We brought Werner von Braun over. We make him the head of NASA. There are statues to that man <laughs> right. throughout the country. Right. He revolutionizes our ability for space travel, for planes, for the, all the aeronautical advancements. He is a hero in American culture. During, the, the, during World War II, he showed up to work every day, hand-selected three Jews, and hung them out front. And we knew that. And we still and we made him the head of NASA. Made him this wonderful person. He led NASA. But no, him. it needs to be made in America. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, Yeah. We our heroes are not what we think they are. The right. government is not what you think you are. And I don't understand how anyone could serve inside of the government. I don't know anybody that was a combat vet. Like you might have been a mechanic or something, like not to talk poorly of like the soft scale MOS is like sure, sure. <laughs> like if you lived on a fob you didn't go interact with the local populace you weren't going on mission sets you didn't see the bigger picture of what we were doing because right. we weren't doing anything we were doing absolutely nothing the right. government was completely unfunctional for 20 years and everyone that left the fob saw it yeah that's why all of us came home and started doing this stuff because we were like hey man it's not what you think it is it's yeah. not what you think it is these yeah, guys are not tell you the fucking truth yeah these guys are not on our team these nope. guys are not on our team look look at look at chuck schumer right now Chuck Schumer has opened an active government-funded congressional oversight committee to look into Zen as a company because they're dangerously addictive to kids. The who, who is Zen's biggest named like personality that's advertising for them? Tucker Carlson. Oh, oh shit, Carlson. you're right, yeah. Tucker Carlson leaves Fox, and he got caught with a Zen thing. 
like a candid camera got caught yeah. with a Zen thing, like a picture of him like taking one out. So he leaned into it, must have gotten a gajillion dollars yep. in ad revenue from Zen. They flew this massive Mass- helicopter. The largest size. Zen. Yeah, it was a massive Zen thing into his like property. They had to fly it in with a helicopter. So he is publicly endorsing Zen. He talks about it on his stuff all the time. Right. He's the biggest, most influential anti-government human in the United States right now. And Chuck Schumer is going to investigate the company that's paying him to do it. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. That's high school. That's high school. Yeah, you're, you're right. Exactly. Cheerleader. Right. And I'm supposed to I'm supposed to listen to people like Chuck Schumer dictate how I live my life, how I manage my family, right. the rules that my child will play by, the rules that I do business by. If we don't think that for a second that the government is one giant block of self serving. Where did the mob go? Yeah, where did where did the where fucking did the mafia go? go? We we arrested a, a handful of people, maybe a hundred people go to jail in the eighties. Yeah, we took down like yeah. three crime bosses. But right. what was the mob doing? The mob built, they built Vegas, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. This is a weird thing. Yeah. This is a weird thing that we are in. I've, they just I've, got into the I, corporate world. I've been in Capone's speakeasies in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's open yet. Uh, there's, the, uh, it was going to be called Madame, I forget. Toussaint's? Uh, Madame Toussaint's, yeah. yeah. Um, so I went in there before they were reopening it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Houston's Brother bar, but uh, they, yeah, dude. Yeah. Learning all the stories behind Al Capone's speakeasies. Like, there's one in a laundromat underneath the laundromat because it would hide the, the sounds from underneath That's dude very smart dude the fucking but where did those guys go right man? where did they, they go yeah. they made enough money to start paying for mayors to start buying senators and then they got into the corporate world when they opened vegas right and then they could disappear in the 80s they just they just they just disappear, disappear. we don't hear of them anymore where are the mob bosses it's really good where'd they go yeah. where'd they go they own right. fortune 500 companies they own fortune yeah 500 <laughs> companies they are the investment groups they, they you can be whatever it, you they, they don't have to be italian anymore right because it doesn't right. necessarily i'm not saying like the mob boss from the 1960s is now calling shots at got coca-cola yeah, yeah, right. i am that money that influenced <laughs> yeah. that concept the way that they did business they just got in the corporate world and they don't have to they don't have to come to your house and shoot you in the back of the face anymore no They'll just destroy you through ESG, through DEI. They'll make sure that you can't get a loan from a bank. They'll control your ability to open and to, to be in a free economy. Via the financial market, yeah. Well, via, via the economic yeah. war machine. And they learned that from the federal government. The federal government's been using the economic war machine since the 1800s. Right. Poor and you need me. Yeah, yeah, you need me. Yeah. You need me. Yeah. You need me. Yeah. Look, look at look at the, the top three major investment groups in the country. BlackRock, um, uh, Vanguard, and State so, Street. Yep. Bought 40% of the single-family homes on the market last year. Yep. So at the same time that no one can buy a house because no one is leaving their house because no one can afford to buy a house and the circle just continues to make it even because harder. they're giving way over asking yeah. price and it's driving market. The market up. is bought cash in hand through these investment groups to make it, it just artificially makes the situation even worse. Right. And then you listen to the WEF openly say Charles Schwab openly released a video at the, at the beginning of the year last year that you will own nothing and be happy about it. Yes, well, they buy all the houses away from you and rent them back to you. Yep. What do they have to say to make the average person realize that you are being fucked? Like th- there is there is an active system being established that has enough money to control your life. And Dude, yeah. All that we have to do collectively as people is remember that the grasshoppers don't have any control. They, <laughs> if they realize they outnumber us. You know what I mean? We are right. done. Would you fight Charles Schwab? I'll drag that dude by his fucking yeah. teeth somewhere, man. Dude. He's just some fat old German business guy. He's nobody. He's absolutely nothing. Half the marketing directors and half the half the big influential crowd at, I, at shows like SHOT Show. I saw something. I can't... Conf- I'll drag you around by your throat. Right. I, I saw something. I can't confirm it, but um, I I saw a, a couple photos that were pretty fucking convincing that were showing Charles Schwab is like the, like the son or grandson of like a high-ranking Nazi general. 
<laughs> I can't confirm it, so, but yeah. Okay, so let's. Okay, so so man, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to like tell my whole backstory of like yeah, like selling it. drugs and blowing my life apart yeah. when I was younger yeah, and then getting in the military and all that yeah. stuff. But like this we'll is I, this is my favorite conversation. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So I love I love tracking breadcrumbs. Yes. Right? No, it's the best. The way that, it's the best. The way that I solve, you follow I the money. I really, yeah. I really do like the way you take uh you know the, the the genesis of a thing and then weave that into where we're at today. Bring it back. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Because the way that I solve problems in my head is I say like like I started this and I knew the end goal that I wanted to accomplish. Right. It's just like mission planning in the military. Yeah. My the end of my mission is my end goal. That is the end goal that I want to accomplish. I then back plan off of that all the way to where I am sitting right now. Right. I need to have a plan minute by minute, action by action, step by step, contingencies, risk mitigation, right. how I'm going to solve potential things that come up. I need to plan all of it off of my end goal. Right. Sure. Yes. So if I'm going to if I'm going to trace the breadcrumbs back through history, I'm just going to apply the same thing. I now am at my end goal. I want to look back. How did we get? How do we get all the steps that led me to here? Right. If you look at the World Economic Forum, you yep. look at Charles Schwab. He is a German businessman. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's this massive influence of German money. Global, in the world economy, right? yeah. Look into Ukraine. World War II ends, and we have all of these high-ranking Nazis that go through the Nuremberg trials. They're all found guilty, but they just walk out of the door the same day. Yep, they disappear. Yeah. yeah, the the lawyer who I cannot remember for the life of me, he was a really, really short little Jewish guy mm -hmm. to stand on soapboxes to yell at these guys in the Nuremberg trials. He yep. was no one. He was this tiny little army lawyer that saw the concentration camps and fought to be the one that would prosecute these guys. And they gave him the opportunity to do it. And now he's one of the most influential lawyers ever to exist. He is still alive today, still hunting Nazis. The dude. That's savage. It's ben, ben, yeah. ben Frank or something like that. He's like one of like, my wife is going to be so mad at me that I don't know his name. He's yeah. like one of my favorite people in history ever. Because yeah. he's just this small statured guy that just yeah. took on the world, man. That's fucking so, rad. So you, you, all these Nazis get convicted and we don't know what to do with them. They, the German populace can't can't keep them. So right? we send they them off to They can't get involved. Nope. Dude, we send them to northern Ukraine. Yeah. Huh. Look at the Azov Battalion. I'll see if I can find it. I, I didn't have, know that's where they went. Yeah, I'll see if I can yeah, find yeah. it. Look I've, at, I've got a picture of, of you, some Ukrainian guys holding up a Ukrainian flag and a Nazi flag right next yes. to each other. So that's the Azov Battalion. Yep. The Azov Battalion is, they are legitimate Nazis. The liberal, the liberal argument in the country has been like, hey, you're arming actual Nazis, yeah. guys. It, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Those are the direct grandchildren descendants of some of the highest ranking Nazi officials that carried out the worst atrocities that human beings have ever fucking seen. Do you know how influential my grandfather was in my life? Dude, imagine them. Yeah. So these guys who are so convicted to a single ideal yes. that they're willing yes. to just literally get rid of humanity. Yes. So, okay. You don't so I think that was somewhere passed on in the gene pool along the way yeah. while they were raising their children. Exactly. They, so, it absolutely So breadcrumbs, right? Breadcrumbs. So we know that there's active, I mean, there, there, there are the descendants of these guys that right. are fighting in these units. They, they are actively carrying the swastika. We are funding them. Why, why the fuck would we do that? Right. When Russia invaded Ukraine, the, the statements that Putin put out publicly to the world about why he was doing it never aired on a Republican, uh, on American media mm. anyway. Mm. He openly said that the United States was developing biological weapons of mass destruction inside of Ukraine, and his intent was to go to the laboratories and shut them down. Now, look at the Russian offensive when they invaded Ukraine. Where'd they they go? went to places like Chernobyl. No one on planet Earth would ever go to Chernobyl. If you wanted to hide a biochemical lab, where would you fucking hide it? Hide it where nobody's going. Chernobyl. Both. Right. So they go, and one of the most contested areas of the war is around Chernobyl. Why would anyone fight over that land? No one wants and it. And as soon as Russia gets it, they hold it for like three weeks and then leave, right? 
So I'm not saying that we were doing it. I'm not saying that Putin was right. Right. But man, his actions and his words, right. they, they kind serve of align, align with each other. Right. But I mean, then that... we know that our we know that we have major political officials. We know that we have the Biden family. We know that we have people like Chuck Schumer. We know that we have people like Mitch McConnell that are running money through Ukraine. Right. They have been caught red handed. Red handed. They, they, they brag yeah. about it. Giving taxpayer money to the government of Ukraine and then getting that money back through private companies in Ukraine. We know that they are washing yeah. money through there. So we have we have the government gets heavily infiltrated during paper uh, Operation Paperclip after World War II by all of these high ranking Nazis, yeah. guys like Werner von Braun. And our direct business dealings as a government are with the same northern like east north northeastern parts of Ukraine and all these businesses that are also the descendants of all these German people. There's a, there's a lot of coincidences with all of that. that That's not coincidence. That's, that's correct it, correlation. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying our yeah. government is run by Nazis. Right. I'm no, no, no. To, I'm not trying to be Alex Jones with stuff, but like at, at a certain point, man, like there is a like-minded philosophy that is being shared by the global elites. And those global elites were made at the fall of World War II. When World War II ended, it established the next power structure that would run for 100 years. Yeah. Yep. We are in a time of shuffling that power structure. Yeah, and it, it dude, all and that's that why everything happen. is so fucked up right now. Yeah, all that has it to is. happen is the ants have to remember that the grasshoppers don't. They don't run the show. No. Yeah, it's us. It's us, man. And YouTube can demonetize us. YouTube can take the videos down. It doesn't matter, man. You can take my YouTube down, and I will put it out through fifty other YouTube channels that I'm going to public speak somewhere, and I'll sell out a fucking arena. This is one hundred percent going to be the most pivotal time that I, I think we've seen in, in recent history yeah. as far as change coming in. Absolutely. It indeed, because of the platform that we do have that we should be leveraging to reach all of the other millions of Americans to kind of yeah. open their eyes. Because there are things that you have said since we've been sitting on this couch that I was completely unaware of. Look, that it's even opening my eyes. I can't imagine the people watching that maybe don't like dig in as deep as even I do that are like, holy shit, but yeah, it, let me not, look into this. Let me see what... Yeah. Coincidences aren't just yeah. How many coincidences are there? Because I could do this for I could do this for eight hours, man. Dude, there's so many fucking because it's, it's not just it's not just the political it's not just the political shuffling that you can see. It's look at the technological. We are going from a time where coal burning industry, industrial manufacturing was the name of the game, and we are leaving that. We are moving into a new technological revolution. The entire chessboard that humans exist on is being shuffled right now. You have the existence of AI coming out into the world. You have places like China. If you if you jaywalk in China. The AI can pick you up off of your stride. Yep. You will be hit with a ticket and it will be immediately pulled from your bank account on your phone. You just get a text message yep. from the government saying, hey, we charged you $17 for a jaywalk. Yep. And and minus two points on your social credit score. Yep. Social credit score. That thing. Yep. Yeah. And you know who's making all of those AI machines? Meta. You're telling me that's not coming here? You're telling me that the, the face recognition on my phone, every time I open my Apple phone, you're telling me that it's completely unrelated. Yeah. There. It's not unrelated. No. It's already there. No, it's already it's there. there. It's, in, it's, it's on the fucking house. I love this filter. This yeah. is great. I love it. Look at this funny face filter. It changes yeah. my face. Yeah. Let me let me do all the circles. Yeah, let me do face Let me do all the circles. Why does it look like trapezoids are all over my face? Talk, talk to like a uh, talk to like an electrical Fuck. designer guy that understands how cell phones and stuff work. Dude. And the first thing they'll say is don't have one. Yep. Why yeah. why do the right. people that have Facebook, why do they openly say their kids aren't allowed to have any of this? Right. Right. They know full well what the danger is. You know, every time you op you pick your, your iPhone up and the screen illuminates, it takes a picture both ways? Yeah. Every single time. Yep. And then it's something like, don't quote me, every 20 minutes, it uploads all of that information to some database that you have no access to. You will never be able to court petition any of those things. How many times because have you said signed that shit away the second you got the yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Please let me send a fucking text message. I broke my phone yesterday. I'm trying to get a hold of this guy. I agree. You yeah. Know? 
Like, how many times have you just smashed a phone by accident and you don't, I'm not, no one has time to read any of that shit. No. The end user agreement? Absolutely yeah. not. And the, the well, it's, be, it's such legal jargon that goes on for 80,000 pages. Mm -hmm. Which, like, even if you sat and read it, you're still going to agree with it. Yeah. What are you going to do? I have to exist. Yeah, I have to exist. I cannot have it. It's, it, this, it, it's the same thing with the Chinese manufacturing. Stop screaming about the fact that this thing was made in China. I have to exist. Yeah. Right. Now that Otherwise, I have the thing, what are we going to do with the thing? What are we going to do with do the thing? thing? Yeah, we, what do we do with the thing? Otherwise, get fucking naked, burn your fucking house down, give your car away. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Which I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm here Go for Go find also, a field man. and sit in it. Right. Uh, Dude, do that. Can do, you know, we, do you know who Alexander Supertramp is? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my hero, man. Dude. Could have been better prepared for that adventure, you know? But, like, just burned his passport, burned all his money, disappeared into the Alaska wilderness and said, I don't want to be a part of society. <laughs> yeah. Fucking love Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. And he, he hitchhiked. From the East Coast, he went to. I can't remember. I think he graduated from like a military you know who else academy did that? or something. Who Ted Kaczynski? <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get your YouTube video pulled down real quick. You ever? You ever read? You ever read the Unabomber's manifesto? I have seen. I haven't read the manifesto. Read it, and I you'll read, never agree with anything more in your I've fucking life. I watched documentaries, multiple documentaries on him, his beliefs, what he stood for, and why he did what he did. And, and you're like, I don't choose. I don't like the I, way you I went about this, but man, I agree with what you were saying. Right. <laughs> so, I, yeah, again, like, you just you I just kind of sit there and you're like, well, ah. I haven't read the actual manifesto. Yeah. So, so I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I like that. Why is this? They actually read. They I don't know if the entire manifesto was ultimately read. It was so hot. You gotta, you gotta be a bitch like me and put a little cream in it, dude. Hey, I'm, I'm so glad I'm here with you guys. Dude, me too, man. That's the best trip. Man. That's fucking rad. They, they would. I, I believe they were reading the manifesto throughout the documentary, and it was kind of it, the whole point of it was like his account of why he was doing the things that he was doing and where he was. And ultimately, the guy was actually brilliant, like this brilliant fucking yeah. mathematician yeah. who saw things that nobody else could see in a way that nobody else could yeah. see it. And he said, "This is." The way this is what's happening, don't you all see it? I'm fucking driving me crazy. Yeah. And because he didn't have an outlet, because he didn't have a YouTube and a Twitter and a collective group of people that could possibly bond with and understand the yeah. way he felt, but he, and he at went that fucking crazy, he should have wrote started, a book yeah. rather than making pipe bombs. Right. Right? Yeah, like, it was, yes. bombs. his outlet yeah. was the wrong outlet. Right, we can all agree on yeah. that. Yes. Right? that is but the absolute wrong it's, outlet. It's breadcrumbs, right? You're looking at you're, you're if you're looking through our society and you're looking at breadcrumbs. How many times have something like that happened? Where someone identified, like, they were able to see past their timeline. They were able to see those breadcrumbs in the future and realize that they there was a, there was a legitimate threat to our way of life. Did you, the beginning of BLM, I want to say it would have been like 2019-ish, something like that. There was a shooter in also, I want to say, Dallas. Don't, don't quote me on it. Dave Chappelle has a great stand-up piece where he talks about this because the guy was a cop mm. from, I think he was from Dallas. He, his manifesto that he put on social media before he did it was essentially the police departments are not the friend of the people. They are a warring entity that we should remove. And he was a cop seeing those breadcrumbs of where the system was going okay. and decided to, to shoot fellow cops, decided to murder fellow cops. He was going to start the cleansing of the, of the, of the machine. Viva la revolución. Yeah, so yeah. all of his actions, awful. Right. The conclusion that he came to watching the world was completely right. It was a breadcrumb. It was a little, we were talking about claps to remember mm -hmm. to edit things. Right. It was a clap along a trail. 
and where we're at now, you had one clap here, and you had Ted Dzinski yeah. here. You had you even had things like like um, um, Charles Manson, right? Like you had these. If you listen to the things that they say, the the philosophical concept that they saw the world by yeah. was was fairly fundamentally good. Right. It just got applied in this super weird way. Yeah, they because were... they took it too far. They internalized it and they said, I'm going to be the one that's going to make this difference. Yeah. And the way I'm going to do it is via violence. And yeah. it's like, whoa. They were yeah. just, this is why we need friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, you need homies you, to go. You need a wife. Yeah, you need a wife. You need a wife to be like, what the fuck, fuck are you, you talking, talking about? about? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, I'm not trying to endorse any of those guys. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, like, if you're looking back through our history, if we have if we have sound bites of all those claps, that are just exploding now where there's tons of people saying like, what's going on? Why did no one go into the school at Uvalde? Why, why, right. why the fuck are fire departments not going inside? Like yeah, what, what right. happened on 9-11? Like we're, you're seeing people start to look. Yeah. Why did building seven all of a sudden just collapse? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what happened at the Pentagon? Why did it free fall? Yeah. Why Where's the wings yeah. at the Pentagon, bro? Why, why did three, what was it? Three trillion or three billion? What three trillion dollars worth of expenses just all of a sudden yeah. disappear? First time about the collapse of Building Seven before on the, the news. Before yeah, the collapse. Of yeah, the and it's in the background. The news. Yeah, I don't have to believe that Trump built or the Trump that, that Bush built drone planes and flew them in so that he could make oil money. I don't have to. I don't, I don't have to believe the conspiracy theory. Explain to me why you had a news reporter report that that building had come down with the building behind her on camera. <laughs> What was that, man? Because that's not an internet thing. Yeah. I was alive when it happened. Yeah. I watched that shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not... Like, yeah. No, just just explain to me free fall. That's it. Dude, it... Just, just knock down a Jenga tower. Yeah. Like, the, in the simplest form. Oh, yeah. Just fucking clap... Clap out the middle row of a Jenga tower. Oh, yeah. Watch the top hit the rest of the structure, and you won't see it just go... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are little wooden blocks, yeah. and we can figure that out. It, explain to me how one of the most, how much footage have you seen of Pearl Harbor? You know, uh, it was Michael a great Bay film. Or... No. <laughs> I'm just. Funny. You know what I mean? No, yes. I mean, yeah. There's there's yeah. there's document there's there's hundreds of hours yeah. of, of, right. docu of documented footage yeah. of that. It happened out of absolutely nowhere in a time where there was no technology. That's a good point. And there's hundreds and there of is, hours. There is, a, there is a fuck ton. Like when there, you watch like World War II colorized and shit yeah. on like Netflix. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I'm thinking. Who the fuck on Honolulu was like, you know what I need yeah. to do? I need to fucking record I need this. to go get my camera. Sky right now. Yeah. yeah. So out of every hundred day, people, there was half seven. of a person that had a camera that filmed that day. And there were still hundreds of hours of and footage. Cameras, and and cameras were like, right. And cameras were not uh, like readily yeah. accessible. But the entire explosion at the Pentagon had three frames released from a security camera on a on a on a booth like a let you into the pentagon driveway booth yeah three frames of that's all the federal government has ever released of what hit the pentagon and yeah. there's you thousands the of hours of footage secure, of the towers the most highly secure building there's in the thousands entire of hours where you yeah. can you yeah. can oh, oh and we're going to talk about the fact that out of the the five sides of it right oh, no. The one side that gets hit is the only side that had recently been refurbished to withstand a Sidewinder missile impact. That's some weird coincidences, man. Like someone just owes me an explanation. As the American voter, yeah. I want an explanation. I want more than three frames. You know, I'm show me the plane. Hit you know, you know, I'm not too much of a retard. But listen, it'd be a great name for a fucking <laughs> for. Just really go ahead. I was gonna God, say. I hope I'm not retarded. That's the name <laughs> no, of the no. podcast. <laughs> I, want more than, I want more than three frames. Don't don't, yes. don't quote me. I'm retarded. Dude, I'm retarded. that's such a good podcast name. Don't quote me. I'm retarded, man. Uh, but uh, Pentagon, <laughs> Pentagram, just. Uh, mm.
Dude, okay, no, you went. So I live, I live like two hours south of DC, and it's one of my favorite cities on planet Earth because I'm, I, I like politics, I like history, it's all the museums, like I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. You're a psyop. When you drive up to DC, have you ever seen the NSA building? No, I've never been there. It's 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 one of, it's one of the most glaring, like funny things to me when you drive up there. The NSA yeah. building is a giant black mirrored box. <laughs> <laughs> The irony is hilarious. We can see you. You, you can't see us. Yeah. And there's no there's no irony to it. They built it and some guy sat down with a An architect. piece of paper yes. and was yeah. like, what do I want this to look like? And what? he was like, I want it to be a black box. What's the most well, fundamental representation of who we are? Well, can't a black box. Me. Don't know I'm there, yeah. but I can see you. Dude, what? What's how it? Many, what? Here's me looking at you. That's why we're mirrored. Right. How many people in the United States right know what the director of intelligence is? How many people in the United States know that the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and Department of Homeland Security all report to one fucking person? Right. How many people know that? And how many people know that that one person has publicly said they view the incoming administrations as a threat? There is no more powerful person on planet Earth than the man that runs those four agencies. And they openly say from that office that we do not work with the administration in power. How do you Can need I to prove the deep state? I don't know this. Who is that individual appointed by? I don't think he's appointed by anybody. I think it's a, I think it's a political appointment within the agencies. I think you work your way into it. I don't okay, I could be completely wrong. It it's might be an appointee from not, the administration, but I really don't think okay. so. Um, what, I can't remember what it's called. But I mean, at least, why is there not well, open air Senate dude. oversight of that position? Why is that? That position should not be one person. That position should be the entirety of the Senate and Congress. Right. That and there should not be oversight committees that only some people inside of Congress and Senate have access to. If you have the ability to go into the halls of Congress, yes. you have the highest security clearance in the country. Exactly. Because you are the representative of the people. That, there is no secret going on in the government that you don't know about. That's exactly where I was going with that. And yep. if you are the representative of the people, then the people should be the given the opportunity to have a say in who that individual yes. is that is running the Yes, agencies. and right. it should not be the president of the United States that has the ability to declassify things. It should be anyone that is appointed in an elected office. You have the highest security clearance. You have access to absolutely everything. And at any given moment, you personally can choose to declassify this thing. Right. You personally can choose to put it on Twitter and tell the American public what the fuck we're doing. Right. Why did the Department of Defense fail its fifth or sixth internal audit in a row? Right. Yeah. It's trillions of dollars. And it means absolutely nothing, dude. No, they're I, like, the, they, they just go, yeah. oops. I've run an LLC for a year and I'm preparing to do my taxes for the first time. And I'm terrified. Yeah. I, have, I have made, be. I have had no money in or out and I'm terrified to file my taxes wrong yeah. because I'm who they're going to come after. But the DOD is just operates with complete they're, impunity. They're, they're the worst right. fucking offender. Yes. Complete impunity. The worst offender. And when they need more, they fucking print it to get more. I look at I, the markup on stuff. Why is the Daniel defense rifle what it is? It's right. because that's what they can sell it to DOD. At. Right. Yeah. It's not because it's good. It's not, I mean, it's, they're not, they're not bad. They're not bad. No. It's just. That price point got set by the DOD because they're spending our money. So don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. It's taxpayers' dollars. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. They yeah. want to. It. <clears throat> Go on. And if they don't have it, they'll fucking print it. Yeah. And by printing it, they devalue the fucking dollar. So the further they devalue the dollar, the less money we actually have. Mm -hmm. We may have the million dollars in the bank, but now that million is worth 500. And the less and less and less that becomes, the more reliant Dude. we are on the government. The more Dude. we are on the Talk about the $100 philosophy with the banking system. How hey, you put $100 in the bank and what that $100 turns into through the banking system. Yep. It's like a right. million dollars or something like Dude, if you also like, if you if you were to take if you were to go buy a Honda, I don't know, like a little two fifty generator, yeah. you know, just keep the lights on in your house, you would go buy that at I don't know five hundred bucks, whatever yeah. one of those things cost. 
spray paint it tan and call it the tactical recon generator. You could sell it for three grand. Right. Yeah. Is anything? It's the exact same community. fucking thing. Yeah. It's, it's the gun. Yeah. It's the firearm tax. When I was, when I was community tax is really what it is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Dude, when I worked in the fire department, all of the rescue tools, it, it, chainsaws, it would, it would need to be stuff. called the TRGO three or yes. something. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah, stupid yeah, shit yeah. like that. It's a mechanism. Yeah. To it. All of the the fire department I worked for, we ran uh, a lot of Husqvarna, uh, like K twelve saws. Yeah. Things just it's all it is is a chainsaw man. Yeah. yeah. But it's the rescue one. It's oh. four times what a Husqvarna K12 would cost you to go to Ace Hardware and buy. But it's, it's the rescue. Yeah, but it's rescue. It, it, they don't even change the color, bro. They just sell it with the name rescue in the in the in the in the in, in the, the box. Yeah. 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 The skew is just a different skew for the exact same thing. Get yeah. cheese, baby. And it's four times more. Yeah. But you know what I respect about that is because companies well, what but companies have that ability to where if they did sign the DOD contract, they can release the exact same thing to the American public with a different name. Yeah. At a oh, fifth oh, of the cost. No, wait. This is a great segue into something that we have been going back and forth about. When the DOD blesses a piece of equipment and they are raped by the company that made that equipment on the price point because that company showed some literally anything that said this is the better thing. This is the tactical recon right. rescue version. Right. Yeah. yeah. Once the DOD has endorsed it, then you have people that go out into the world and run their own T-Rex arms channels that say if it isn't dod endorsed you can't use it while preaching that they are the patriot resistance yeah, I know. you're too stupid to see what the dod is doing i love that I love the whole, that. all of it is yeah, made just, by china like and then you just slap rescue you just wrapped it. up how fucked up some people in the industry his entire argument is from a place of imagination bill dude he yeah. watched a 1990s action movie he watched youtube videos off funker 530 and decided <laughs> that he knows the system yeah He's like, I got Christian this. Christian Craighead is getting some of the biggest publicity around right now because of his John Ryan interview. Right. Right? It's it's official. Everybody knows that he's Obi, Obi-Wan Nairobi, yeah. right? Like, yeah, Obi-Wan Nairobi. There's pictures of him my entire feed coming up to SHOT Show, which is pictures of Christian Craighead. Yeah. He's got a Romeo 4T Chinese-made fucking cig op. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he had a Romeo 4T. <laughs> Go tell that guy. Yeah. He means that so it is, it is 1,000% the Indian and not the Arrow. Yes. Yeah. Give me a pack of savages that will live off of rice, wear flip flops, and fight with a hundred year old AK that we lube up with motor oil, and I want those guys. Yeah. I want the guys. I'm halfway shit. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want those guys, man. Yeah. Your Daniel Defense rifle and your double stitch fucking cat tourniquet, it means absolutely nothing, nothing if you don't know how to use it and if you're not willing to go the distance. And to be willing to go the distance, you have to have an end goal. What's the end goal? What's your end goal? What's your end goal? And if, yeah. I want to build families. I want to build dangerous right. dads. I want to build men that will stand a line. Is that what they're doing? No. Yeah, there's no... There's, there's, no, well, well, there's tundras. There's, yeah. there's I got to have a new roof rack on my fucking tundra. Right. So it's, it's not a yeah, goal. Everybody's got a goal. goal. Yeah, all of them. The, the, the fucking tundra Dude, boy, yeah. the Toyota Tacoma takeover of everything, Dude. bro. If the world gets weird, I'm stealing Hyundais, man. Dude. I'll shove my USB stick in any Hyundai that's been made in the last 15 years. You guys know this, right? Huh. Shut the fuck up. You guys don't know about no. Hyundai's? Dude, it's Tell the me. best end of the world shit ever. I'm so ready for this. I am so excited. <laughs> so so there is there is a mechanism inside your ignition system that runs through your steering column, right? Correct, yeah. The way that that ignition system plugs itself together is a, the exact same size, shape, dimensions of a USB stick. When you turn your key, there's all these electronic things right. inside of that hub that activate off of your key. Or there's drop lock pins that pick up your key that allow it to actually turn that lock, right? right. Totally. If you chase that thing down past the firewall, down into the engine bay, into an area that you just can't get to, all of that stuff comes together in this tiny little rectangle thing that physically turns over, sends power to the starter, and your car starts. Okay. Okay? Hyundai, for like 15, 20 years, put that little thing that's exactly the same size as a USB drive 
about just three inches behind the, the steering plastic. wheel. You sit down in <laughs> any Hyundai that's you, been you made. You can just crank that Hyundai's bitch off and, and Kia's. Hyundai's and Kia's. You grab the plastic shit with your hand, rip it off, shove a screwdriver into where and the ignition go, yeah. is, pop the ignition off, and take your iPhone charger, shove it in, start the car, drive the fuck away. <laughs> there, oh. they are the number one most stolen car ever in American yeah. history, and there is entire dude, dude, everyone at home hashtag. Hyundai boys. Hashtag, Hashtag Hyundai boys. Dude, I'm going to get stolen. that tattooed on my neck. Dude, being Hashtag Hyundai boys. That's already a thing. Oh, they're being shit. stolen in every major city. There's The internet is full of videos of these like 15-year-old kids stealing these things and just whipping them around town, crashing them and running oh away. Oh, my God. So, so if the <laughs> world ends, get a fucking Hyundai. Get a fucking Hyundai, bro. Oh, dude, I need to like... If you're, at, if you're in an like... active shooting event, right, and you've got five people that need to go to the hospital right And you're now, like, fucking Hyundai. Crank that bitch off and yuck. That's what's up. Smash the window hop inside pop the thing off drive away with your cell phone yeah, you're out in five right minutes there. you're out in five minutes bro yeah hyundai's yeah but so tell me tell me more about your toyota tundra your escape plan your generators all your ammo stores tell me more about all that stuff because you know how a delta force guy gets around he knows how to fucking steal a hyundai bro yeah <laughs> yeah like that's that's really what it boils down to. yeah it's all it boils yeah. down to. or he knows how to take yours away from you yeah yeah he knows he knows how to drop his shoulders <laughs> lean his head down switch his hat and change coats real quick and yeah. now he's gone in the crowd yep right. that's the that's shit that the, matters yes. yeah right, right. can you can could you get yourself through a checkpoint like you're going from east to west berlin could you do those things? Right. Yeah. If not, we not, not in a fucking tactical Toyota Tundra. Nope. 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 <laughs> fucking crack and, and pants on. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, in, just uh, golfing. I'm going golfing. Yeah. The entire no. Their entire brand is built off of the concept of being a gray man, and yet, the, dude, I hate it so much because they had such a positive influence. Yeah. They had such a positive influence in Gumroad. They had such a po They they motivated me to continue doing the things I was doing mm -hmm. in the military. They motivated me to continue training as a civilian. They motivated right. me to be a dangerous dad. They, they had such a beautiful opportunity to be such a positive force. And it, it, he just acts like a child on the couch. And he's just a fucking shit disturber. Yeah, he All just, he does is just post random one-liner like divisive things. Yes, he does not understand the rules of the jungle. He does not understand the rules that if you pick a fight, it's your fight to fucking handle. And you it, are picking a fight with me, so handle it. And he also yeah. won't say anything to anybody's face. No. I stared him it's down. It's all at the fucking internet. Have anything to yeah. say to me. So all we got to do is fucking talk about it, man. All we want to do yeah. is just... Why does he even know who I am? He's got a million followers. I've got 10,000 on Instagram. I came out of absolutely nowhere in a fucking year. And you can see me in a crowd. You're a the fucking fuck threat, I dude. I believe, you, you know... You're a threat to the very thing that he represents. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Many like people represent. That is the problem. That is why when I went to your fucking Instagram and I attempted to follow you, Instagram told me that the shit that you said be careful if you follow this yeah. guy he's been kind of shadow banned and the shit that he says has been verifiably false yeah and right. i went through all your shit i followed you and then because I, I told you i had that kind of like crisis yeah. moment we're like yeah so just, do I, I have, do the, I have yeah. the same one do man. i have through guys a... that follow me and i'll have a conversation with them and i'll go to their page and i'll be like man i don't know you like to make pop pipe bombs yeah yeah like, I can't, like, <laughs> you look like you have a large like, ball bearing yeah. storage yeah. and you're and scaring me you're saying you were like love your family train be prepared. Yeah. Be dangerous. Oh, be a good oh, human. Yeah. I was like, women matter because they make the next generation yeah. and yeah. they don't have penises. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, get out of the room. Get, get out of get here. The fuck out of here. Like, this is none of this. This yeah. is all false. Yeah, yeah. So you're a, you're a threat to the very thing that this individual individual represents. And when Wait, are we so, are we going to do the individual thing? I'll, I'll I'll play I'll play shatter games, but I would much rather just be like Lucas, bro. like for real. Yeah, the individual for real. Your job, your influence in the world, your ability could bind the entire underground of the firearms community together. And yet you have chosen to be divisive for absolutely no reason but self-gratification when you're at home reading your own comment section, taking a shit on your toilet. The only thing that you care about is how you feel today rather than making a difference and an impact. 
while building a platform off of the concept of building the resistance that would fix the nuclear family? And what have you done about the nuclear family? What have you done to support the nuclear family? What have you done to support the American gun owner? What are you doing? You're arguing with me. I'm no one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't want to say individual anymore. I want to call people the fuck out. I say the same thing. We, we talk about this all the time. Here. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No, That's going yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah. Right. I completely 100% agree with you. I think it is, it is, it is time just to call people out on the bullshit and myself included. Myself included. There are times where I, I let it go for too long, man. I was in the military for 10 years. All the fucking time. And if, if I am doing something wrong, and I am, and I'm hurting the Second Amendment. The message that I am pushing is hurting the Second Amendment. I would hope that people would come out and say, you know, there's that one guy on that one thing. No, just fucking say how it is, yeah. dude. Jake from Tacticons being a fucking idiot, and I'll be like, I'll look into it. Right. I'll we should it. all look yeah. into it. We should all take a look if, in the fucking mirror and say, Am I doing this? If I said maybe something, I am. Maybe but, I went off too far off the path. Maybe I didn't check myself with my wife and my friends, yes. like we were talking. Bro, about, I want you to, to come get me, to me off in this. Yeah, I will fuck with you if you come to me and you're like, you are fucking up. Yeah. Yes, that's gonna, who I want in my life. Right, that's right. I was going to tell you this at breakfast when we were talking about all the fucking big dudes that were on the fucking top floor, right? All those empty guys boots. with DOD contracts, right. empty, with empty fucking boots, right. shot show. And where are all the people? They're down in the down fucking in the, basement yeah. with the guys that are actually supporting the Second Amendment. Goon Squad, man. And I said, goon squad. dude, please check me. I've already made it. You know, I, I've, I've said to myself out loud, I will never be that. Yeah. But it is now up to me to do that, and it is hopefully yeah. up to my friends dangled, to man. tell me Dude, yeah, yeah, is, that, it, corruptible? is yeah. it a corruptible amount of check right so right. when i come to you and i'm like hey man we're gonna be on yeah our booth is 77 something something you'll be like hey man you're gonna you say what the fuck did you just yeah, say to me say, no but that's that's, that's where you should the land thousand yeah. booths the, in the basement dude the, you know the shuffle like, should happen that when you walk into shot show that two that two-story five million dollar booth should be people that believe in america it should be right it right. should not be people that are have that have those booths solely because they, they it's it's my money. Right. My money, taxpayer money paid for you to have a private meeting spot on top of your booth at Chacho Show while you publicly say that you don't want me to own the product that you make. You're at a convention for me. Yeah, yeah. For me. <laughs> for me. This is Shot Show. This is the civilian convention. You're not at AUSA. Yeah. This is a government convention. And I'm supposed to you're line up and show. get excited because you're giving more... away a gun. You're giving away a backpack. <laughs> Fuck yourself, man. I'll make my own shit. You're absolutely fucking right, dude. This is the oh, convention I'm, I'm for fire. We're fired up here. I'm going to do this the whole time. Make lots of decisions. <laughs> yeah, just, just so you guys know what we're doing. Like, if you see us clap and it doesn't get edited, that's that sound bite that we're like, should we cut should that we out? Yeah. And then when you see the claps, Oh, they didn't listen. No, I'm leaving. <laughs> that was the time. I'm leaving it in. ourselves. No, we? but dude, it's it's so fucking true. And yeah. and jumping on that thing, Lucas, I'll look right at you. We clowned on you, dog. Yeah. This is a dog eat dog world. If you can't take a little shit, don't give your shit. You've been giving out shit plenty of fucking years. We made some jokes, and then you go on the internet and you fucking lie. Well, come to my fucking face and talk to me, dude. Face with the type of influence you have in the industry that these guys need to be out of business. You said we're doing what's wrong? Okay, why are you at all the other fucking floors? All talking all this shit online. You'll access. We were standing at the booth the entire fucking week. Today is the only day that we haven't fucking been there. It's a GPS app that'll bring you to me. Yeah. You could, you could come find us. You could tell us all of your fucking problems with us. You could say we're garbage. You could test our tourniquets. They're right fucking there. So I can fix myself. Yes. And I will. And I, but, I, the deal. but iron sharpens iron. Do you not believe in that, dude? We can actually. It's I would made of iron. I was made of fucking pewter. It's been sharpened by yeah. anything, man. It's the rules of the jungle. Yeah. It's the shit I was talking about, like prison rules. If you're in a, if you're in a pod in prison, right? And me and, you, me and you are playing spades, right? And you cheat me. I have a decision to make, right? 
if I if I personally decision have, yeah if I if you you've cheated me right and you're a different race because that's how the cars work inside your 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 penal institution right? you you're you're in your race it is what it is it is what it is yeah if I have an issue with you if I say anything at all if I say you cheated me the entire race that you belong to the worst people in that race are going to come to you they are going to give you a shank and say you started the war you handle it right you the the criminals in our society believe in personal responsibility more than anyone leading the society yeah and what are they criminals for when somebody gets capitalism (laughs) they're selling the same drug that we're giving to our kids where's the line that we draw on the side what a criminal is oh they they murdered their rival company what what are we doing they shot a reporter twice in the back of the head wait yeah not to again not to justify criminals but like let's look at the moral codes right men men that have gotten out of prison that were reformed not by the institution itself. Better stand-up guy than most people you know. Yeah, but by the people they met in prison. Standards, right? I am responsible for my actions, and if I don't handle it, it's only my problem. Not to mention there's a fucking respect issue. This Mm -hmm. is my space. These are my things. Mm -hmm. Don't touch it, and I won't touch yours. You you treat other people with the same amount of respect that you want to be treated with because that dude might stab you in the throat. Yes, you are we've lost that in society, and yeah. that's why we're plummeting into an absolute yeah. shitstorm. It's because it. you can say stuff on the internet and not get punched and in the fucking throat. In the mouth. Yeah, dude, how many? Bring times back we... bullying, man. Bring back bullying. Because when, when you got that. bullied in school, you would stand up for yourself and you'd punch the bully. Yeah, both of you yeah, learned yeah. the most valuable lesson. And then you, you became best friends. Yep, both of you. <laughs> the bully would learn that if he runs his mouth, he'll get punched in the fucking throat. And the kid that punched him learned that he can stand up for himself. Right. Yeah. It's the most. It's the biggest moment in your life. Yep. And we've completely removed it from the development of human beings. It's yeah. nerfed. And then when we removed the bullying campaign, what happened? Active shooters, man. <laughs> Overnight, active shooters. You had kids that got picked on relentlessly that had absolutely no outlet, no one at home to talk to, no one at home to guide them in a good way. They had nothing and nowhere to go with it but the we have Nobody wants to follow that, breadcrumb. We have talked about this before. Yeah. We have literally had that yeah, almost, almost ideal lie. conversation, the same conversation that we're, that we're having right now about bullying and when you take that all away and there's this pent up fucking aggression, there's nowhere else to fucking put it because you didn't get it out on the fucking on, on the soccer field or, yes. or, or on that park next to the yeah. fucking school. You right. You're you're come back. Yeah. yeah. And somebody starts telling you you're a girl. Yeah. You yeah. don't let your, nuts, boy. you don't let your nuts run some testosterone through your body. You don't slam your body against another, another dude's body. You don't, or you what? Don't or or you're fed sugar action. every single morning for breakfast and you're drinking hormones through all this milk and you're, or not even milk. You're drinking soy milk. And hormones and everything. Dude, I mean, hormones and everything. How do, what the fuck is the FDA doing? Everything we eat, everything we consume is poison. Have you seen well, their... The other have, countries are like, where they're like, oh, you, Russia. You, can have, you can have that here. We're not allowed to have that over have there. You seen, have you seen their new health chart that says Lucky Charms is more healthy than butter and steak? Dude, you know the original... <laughs> pe- they said Kraft fucking cheese. You got to Everyone at home, Google the... Google, the food Google pyramid. The food pyramid, the original food pyramid that you all know. Google that and look into the history of where it came from. Because I, I can't remember it exactly, but it was it was a corporate media campaign. Yeah. And the shit's in fucking doctor's offices. You know yep. I mean? Like, we're, we're making it up. Why is, why is wheat the top of that food pyramid? And now everybody yeah, like has fucking... What is it, celiac? That's, 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 yeah, everyone yeah, has celiac. celiac. Everybody's got fucking celiacs now and it's all GMO. Oh, shit. Fuck. What yeah, happened when, there? When, when how Vladimir Putin... How did that all of a sudden happen in like less than a fucking decade? How does Monsanto, who made Agent Orange, now run most of our fucking agriculture? Why, why are artificial sweeteners originally designed as weed killers and they found out they tasted good? Right? Jesus. Right? Jesus. Yeah. You know, I saw this conversation about it. Like, it's real, you know what I mean? I, like, I saw this I saw this thing the other day speaking. Like, we're flying you out every week. Why does Vladimir Putin believe that there should be no GMOs in Russian? 
right. in Russia. Right. He's banned all GMO food products in Russia while while actively force sending an entire generation of men to be butchered on the front line. He yeah. still cares about his people. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. Like, Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. That's very true. Good parallel. Have you, there's this thing that was trending about online and it was really interesting. Kind of, I looked into it, verified it. It's, it's fucking funny. It's, well, it's not funny. It's fucking terrifying really is what it is. It's the, well, if you don't laugh about it, you're going to cry. About it. <laughs> it's, this, it's this movie schedule that is like lined up with these period of times in history. For example, um, like Total Recall. Oh, man, you're talking about influence through Hollywood. Dude, influence through Hollywood. It, it, yeah, wow. Well, it's, it's social it, conditioning based off this. Hollywood has been a, a tool of the government to propagandize the entire United States forever. And it was there built will be like, by the government. Yes. And when you start watching the movie back in like 1978 or something, it'll say in 2024, like the blah, blah, blah. This is happening. The corporations right? so will rule the world. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So we've already gone through right now. There was two movies and it showed like, Hey, this has already happened. This has already happened. Can't think of all the examples right now. But what I do remember is like, I, I immediately went to what era are we in right now? Yeah. Well, one of them was minority report. Pre-crime. 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 And, and no, that's, what, that's what we're about to get into. We're not in it right now, but it's like, that's like the next no, fuck evolution. Yes. yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are. We are. We're, 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 the little thing. Thing. we're about to get, enter into pre-crime. And then the other one that we're like currently in, supposedly, is Soil and the, or is, um, um, Soil and the Green. Uh, yeah. what, what's the movie? Um, uh, it's a Kubrick film. Soil and the Green, people are eating people. That was the only... Uh, was the movie called Soil the Green? Uh, maybe because it's not Clockwork. And so they the did, Cooper Clockwork Orange. Orange. <laughs> the Clockwork Orange. Yeah. No, it was. Have you read the book? No. To be that guy. I need to. Not to be the guy. Like, oh, have you read the book? The the guys in the, the comics. Book, Clockwork Orange is way better than the movie. The movie is really really good, but that whole book, like, it will you will learn about yourself and humanity through that book. I love it. It's full blown government control, and as as a lot of these ones are, but. The only food that you got was the food that the government would give you, and the food that the government was giving you was actually other people, right? It was these people that were being, like, ground down into these green little pucks, and they're called soylent green. And, like, if we look at the parallel between the FBA and the GMOs and the shit that we're eating right now and all of the things that we don't really have a choice of, well, we have a choice. Right. But of what we put in our body, but the things that the government's like recommending for us that are going to fucking kill you ultimately, like soy and green, we are in that kind of right now. Yeah. It's it's that ridiculous video of Nicole Kidman eating bugs. Yeah. They're trying to, they're trying to get their video from like four years ago. They're trying to get rid of us eating beef and meat and they're trying to push insects insects and bugs. The same sustainable amount of protein that I need can be found in bugs. But my body doesn't turn a cricket into testosterone. My body turns the cholesterol in red meat into testosterone. Correct. You don't want people to push back against you and get rid of testosterone. It's Why did the testosterone numbers from the 60s to now fall off of a cliff? Yeah. You're telling me it was unintentional? No, it was completely It's a lot of coincidences, man. It's a lot of coincidences. The same time that you biologically destroy my ability to feel like a man, you tell me that my opinions as a man are a threat to democracy or a threat to free people. Or they're toxic. Yeah, a coincidence yeah. indeed, but I just draw a little parallel using an analogy, yeah. maybe. And Two why, cars get in an accident inside of a fucking intersection, right? Yeah. Is it because both cars left their house at this particular time? No, it's because they both went into that fucking intersection and just got in a fucking car accident yeah. at the same time. So if these yeah. are happening at the same time, these events are. It's not a, it's not a coincidence, but right. it's well, it's a, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. So there's something motivating in it, right. right? But like, if you if you wanted to, if you 
if I, I I'm, I'm, dude, I, I, I used to do a lot of drugs when I was younger. I, I had to get completely clean. My mom helped me like detox at her house before I went into the military. Went in the military to change my life and, and stop selling drugs. I watched friends around me get shot and, and killed. I watched guys get major prison sentences. I understood that this was not the life I wanted to live anymore. Right? But I also put a hurting on my brain, man. Then I get into the military and get my head rattled a few good times, not counting bar fights and other things. I'm an alcoholic for another 10 years on top of that, right? I get into the fire department. I don't have any kind of college degree. I, I, got a, I graduated high school with a 1.8. If I can look at society and see the importance of the nuclear family, then so can someone that wants to control society. And if you wanted to control society, you would have to destroy the nuclear family. And there is no person that you need to destroy more than the biological leader of that family. The idea that that for us to say that there's a war on masculinity, to say that that's a conspiracy theory, mm. prove to me that there isn't. Mm. What has happened to men? Why is why was John Wayne the hero that I grew up on? Right. Why are all of the action movies from the 80s and 90s a man pushed too far who was willing to break the rules to do the right thing? Why did Disney make movies encouraging the ants to fight the grasshoppers? Where did that belief go? If there isn't a war on masculinity, why was it removed? Masculinity right. was removed from the conversation. Right. The only man that's valued now is a very... Look at the heads of industry, man. Look at the, the CEOs of all these things. Look at Bill Gates. That's a masculine man. Bill Gates a thousand years ago. Is he Bill Gates? No, he's not. No, he got he's trampled not, by yeah, a horse. Yeah. Yeah, he got, he got trampled by a horse. Yeah. There was some guy that was six foot eight, <laughs> yeah. rode into town with a battle axe that was bigger than Bill Gates himself. And, and just said, yeah. You know? Yeah. Humanity built itself through masculinity. And it's right. not to remove women. Women it's are to protect women. Important it's to protect them. Yes, exactly. Masculinity exists to just, to just let them exist. Yes. My job was our, to make sure that it's safer to protect that. Yes. This is. Fundamental biology. Yes, dude. I, yeah. So I used to give these. Why did you kill the clan next over? So they wouldn't kill you and your yeah. fucking wife I, I and your kids. These, I used to give these rah-rah speeches to like my privates and it carried over into the fire department where I would say like, you are a red eat, red meat eating man. Yeah. Right. You, your fucking lineage, the blood that runs through your body, the fucking DNA, you, the, all the, all the memory of the universe is stored in human bodies. Talk to astrophysicists guys. Yep. Talk about the amount of data that's stored inside of your DNA. Oh, yeah. All of that traces itself back to a human being that would cut a fucking limb off of a tree, sharpen it, and fight a saber-toothed fucking tiger <laughs> yeah. to defend his child. Yeah. We would not have made it here if it wasn't for masculine men who were willing to go fight something 10 times their size. And get torn in half. Stick, with a fucking stick, man. And you're telling me that, like, the only reason that I did that, we would take all of the men of society and go butcher them to kill a fucking saber-toothed tiger so that the women were allowed to just have children so there yeah, would yeah, be more yeah. of us. Yes. We, our whole point in life is to go and die. I trade my life for my family. Right. I spend 50 years working in a job that breaks my mind. It breaks my body. It beats me down. I trade everything that I am for the furtherment of my children, for the furtherment of my wife, the preciousness of a woman is the reason that I lay my life down on the line. Right. That is masculinity. And then and you want it call gone? It, then you're going right. to call it toxic? Yes, you want There's, that gone? Like, dude, I'm actively saying I'm toxic? less important. What is toxic about that? What right. is toxic about protect protectionism? And Why don't we draft women to go fight the Nazis? They're not supposed to die. They're not supposed to. Men. I'm supposed to die. I'm disposable, man. Dude, dude, dude. Dude. Who would sit in a room and think that your job as a man is to fuck over women? I don't I don't trust a single man who doesn't want to leave his mark on history and die in battle. I don't trust any man. 
no. that does not want that. I, dude, I'm telling you, I have watched. And I have that watched. Is, and that is why I do not. It, how what what do you how do you feel about LARPers? In what way? How do you feel about LARPers? Like I, just I, in general, you see a LARPer, like, like what do you think about him? I like I'm like, I like fuck them. yeah. I like them. I like them. Yeah. I like them because there's something like Please go play there's something yeah. visceral. Please go in, play airsoft. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. of the best privates I ever got it, played airsoft. It's fucking yeah. great because yeah. it brings that out in you. It's yeah. like holy shit, there's something about this. Go like, to I'm fucking not battle. Doing it, but you're you're doing what your bo- what your body, what yeah. your human male body is meant to fucking do, yeah. which is go into battle and protect yeah. things. Why does laser tag exist? Right. Why does football exist? Why any why does the MMA? Why men have a need to smash bodies against each other and sacrifice ourselves at the the fucking wheels of time. We were of it. We need it is the foundation of it, dude. That's it. Men, a man. You know why all men are fucking depressed? It's because they're not, not beating the it. shit out of other dudes in a healthy you're setting. Doing it, you are happy when you work hard. You're happy when you give to your family. You're happy. Make a million dollars and give five hundred thousand of it to someone that doesn't have shit. You know, buy a new car and take the That's old right. car you had and give it to someone that needs a car, man. And yep. you will you will walk taller. You will feel better. That's you feel right. less depressed because you have a fucking purpose in your life. Right. right. You did something that echoes through the universe. Yes. If you remove the belief that you echo in the universe, if you remove the spirituality from humanity, then why the fuck would you do anything for it? Why are you even? It's there? pointless. What are you doing? Everything yeah. is a moot point. Yes. Every action uh, is uh, moot. Yes. I think. And look, look at what look at what the powers inside the United States did from the seventies on. We destroyed masculinity. We destroyed the religious base of the country. Right. We destroyed, we destroyed the idea purpose of a confident man, a confident father. My dad used to rail about it when I was a kid. That shows like everybody love Raymond and and all mm. those like the TV sitcoms. Yeah. All of the men were jackasses. Yeah. yeah. They were all unfunctional jackasses. Yeah. Yeah, you laughed at them because yeah. you're like, this guy's a fucking yeah. jackass. Oh, what a nerd. But yeah. then, like, all what your a kids, pussy. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids were sitting there watching it and being like, like, that's oh, what a man is. That's what man does. And we all fucked up and weren't like, no, that's not. Yeah. Remember Ronnie? The guy that said, hey, man, do you have those conversations in your head? Yeah. Like, do you talk to yourself? Yeah. Right? He is, he's Iranian. His father is an Iranian immigrant. Yeah. And Ronnie is first generation. His dad is Some a fucking mechanic. On planet Earth, man. His They're dad fine. does not speak a lick of fucking English. Mm-hmm. Met him several times. Nicest guy. Ronnie, he was working all the time. Ronnie, he said his that his entire assimilation into American culture, into being a man, we used to get high and he would just turn the Hank of the Hill. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, King of the Hill. He would, and I was like, oh. I, asked him, I asked him one night, and I said, dude, what's your fascination with King of the Hill? I mean, I love the show, but like, what he, but he really deep down, like to his core, loves King of the Hill. He said, King of the Hill made me the man that I am today. And, like, and you know, serious. Hill is the guy who raised me because my father was at, at work and he was, you know, he did what the best that he could with what he had, but this is the thing that he put on yeah. to show me, like, this guy. Who owns his propane company and takes care of his yeah. family just and works hard while I'm at work. Yeah. Pay you know what I mean? Because he didn't know anybody. Pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to what you're doing. They are sponges. It's a fucking cartoon, but mm-hmm. it's like this But it is taught you life values. Yes. A bug's life. A I'm just going to keep right. coming back yeah, to yeah. it. A bug's yeah. life taught you the idea of free trade, capitalism, democracy, the importance of local community, the importance of family. It was all values inside Dude. that. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Bambi. Dude. Is the same story. I grew up on fucking Dragon Ball Z. Same story. The same thing. Train hard, love yeah. your woman, be valuable, yeah. and defend your and fucking the, yeah. morals. And, you, and you never do, fucking give up. All you do all day is try to be a super saiyan. Every, every day. <laughs> but there was a... I think it's edited to like a fucking... I forget. Yeah, some of the flames around. I'll figure it out, dude. I'll, I'll hit up G-Van from Unsub if I have to. I'm like, hey, can you edit this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking, uh, what was I looking for? Uh, I saw this, this video. Dude, this guy put it on social media, and I'm fucking happy he did. He was like, 
I decided to start living my life like I was from the fucking 1800s. Mm-hmm. He's like, I moved out into the woods and he start, he documented it, which is cool. Like, I mean, technically it's not 1800s because he's recording it and putting it on social media. But, but the whole point is, he's like, I spent the entire day doing chores and working and hunting for my food and I am fucking exhausted, yep. but I am happy. I'm happy. And I am anxious. Ha- I have never been more happy in my entire life. You wanna, and I'm excited to do it if tomorrow. If you're sitting around at your house and you feel fucking anxious, you feel, you just feel like you don't know what your purpose is in life. You feel like mm-hmm. you don't know where you're going. Go buy a chainsaw. And go cut up some wood and just split like, logs. Go cut a tree down. <laughs> yep. Go, go, go cut a tree down and split logs. Yep. Go cut a tree down, whack that thing into like six foot, seven foot sections, carry the logs back up to the house, chunk all that up, split all that shit, stack it up. You'll never feel happier the in your entire life. You will feel is just unbelievable. It's but unbelievable. If you go do it in a local park, then that's even better. Yeah. There was a, like, I believe I was a lumberjack in a previous there was life. There a pivotal moment in my marriage and it happened not too long ago where I was. I was starting to get miserable in my own company, like just running the my own company. I was constantly in front of a computer, constantly doing digital marketing, just sitting there doing things that humans weren't built to do. Right. Yeah. Then we decided, hey, we're going to open up a gun shop. And I decided I am not going to pay some contractor a fuck ton of money to come in there and do it. So I went in there and did it myself. Yep. Fuck the floors, the walls. The dude, you were so and, fucking happy. Uh, dude, and I'm like, everybody, not in my company, but even in my own household was like, like I would come home and my would be like, you're different. Why are you yeah. doing? I I couldn't really put a pin on it. And she goes, "What have you been doing? Like, what?" Have you, and I was like, "Oh, I'm building out the gun shop." And she was like, "Keep doing." This. She's like, "Can you just quit? Do you think if we're construction and well, and, and why are not guys, do this why are not do this guys happy guys? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Why are the dudes in cubicles? Can you do this on the side or something? Exactly. You, it makes where's you a where's the active shooter yeah, at a construction place. site? No, <laughs> no, because they're exhausted. They shoot up post offices, man. Yeah, they're ex- men. Men break when we have nothing to do. Right. Yeah. Why are why are the people why are the dudes that are committing suicide in droves in cubicles? Yep. Dentists. Yeah. Yep. Fucking yeah, dentists, yeah. man. Dentists. That's like they're like one of the highest suicide, suicide rates. rates. Yeah. Mind blowing to me. Yeah. Fucking well, it's, crazy. It's one small place for a period of time and do one tiny thing in somebody's mouth and fuck it. I'm gonna be somebody's mouth all day. Yeah. be a fucking porn star. I'm just gonna and, say it. Like, I'm just gonna say it. We no love respect. you, dentists. Yeah. All right. We no love fun. you guys. Everybody fucking hates you. Yeah. You get when no you respect. In, Nobody's happy to fucking. You can't. Every any other even 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 Doctor Jill Biden gets referred to as doctor. You guys get called <laughs> dentists. Yeah. No one even calls you a doctor, yeah. man. You're a, a fucking fun. doctor, and yeah. you like missed out on the doctor show. Yeah. Like, they made a fucking no respect, zero, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're not my, a doctor, you're a dentist, right my, at the fucking counter. My insult to right, people, yeah. I used to call like guys in the army like you're a little girl, and then I had a little girl, and I was like, well, I can't, I don't want to, I like my little girl, you know. So now I call people dentists. If you're being a pussy, I call you dentist. Yeah. So you get no respect. Just fucking poor, poor dentist. That dynamic needs to change too. Like pussy is a very powerful thing. Let's all agree on that. Ball sacks are very soft and very, yeah, very soft. delicate. <laughs> like we, one of my of, much of the behavior that we have as fucking men is just dictated dude, by the vagina. Itself. Dude, oh, all, this is, like, this is my theory when I was in the military, and I really hope that some of my privates, like guys that I hung out with back in the day, like watch this. I told every single private that I got that all wars, all humanity, all mankind fights over the ability to have as much pussy as humanly possible. <laughs> it's fucking true, Helen of Troy, dude. <laughs> what is the point of any of it? Uh, yeah, even yeah. if you, say, it's for women. It's all for women. Like, you're hit right and you he was very like asexual you know what i mean like that wasn't really he wasn't necessarily trying to like just get as many women as he wanted but he wanted the power he wanted the influence why does a man want power and influence because biologically power and influence is attractive to women i get lots of attention from women and we're not just gonna breed out ten thousand years of fucking evolution yes you're not gonna get rid of it so biologically all a man wants to do is be attractive to a woman so power money control those things are attractive because it means you can protect them better right so all war is just the dude trying to get laid, man. It really is. Down to, yeah, to, to its most fundamental form, but like even if you're it's not all thinking corruption. about it like that, 
Yeah. That's what's actually all corruption. That's why that's why the most powerful elites are always the ones that are the the worst sexual deviants in the society because because <laughs> they can do anything biologically. That is why they are doing what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> it's it's funny you brought that up. One of my ex girlfriends used to say that. She's like. I don't get why people use pussy as a derogatory term. Yeah. Pussies can take a beating and keep on going. Yeah. She's like, ball sacks, you give them a little flick and like, you yeah. fuckers are down. And I'm just true. like, ah, shit. Yeah. She'd be like, don't be true. a ball sack, dude. And I'm like, it's kind of psychological too, man. You can put a woman through shit. You can drag your wife through shit for years. Yep. And she will just stand there and fucking take it. That's right. The one day that she looks at you and goes, get your fucking shit together. You That's break. Right. Broken. Just you're mad. Broken. You're angry. You can't believe she would have the, the gall to say that. You need to go out in a rainstorm and walk. Yeah. She just yeah. went. Blick. That's it. Yeah. She broke your world, man. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I mean, but because I, it's because she me. is that piece. Yeah. But I can be an asshole to her for five years. And yeah. She yeah. Just diligently yep. stand beside and that is exactly what fucking happened dude like in the throes of fucking alcoholism stood by me the entire fucking yes. time like I Same. hope you get fucking out by hope you get Same. but then there came a time where she was like that or us yes get your shit together that's not what I yes. fucking signed up for do the damn thing or I'm fucking gone that's why I, that's... Right? And, and then even then and I continued to not conform she was like well, that didn't work. Still stayed. <laughs> stay. Still stayed. Stay. It was like, well, like, how are we going to do it now? Right? And it really just boils down to, like, am I or am I not going to make that fundamental decision because it lies with me? Right? But she was there the entire time and fully supported the entire time. You have and a debt. You have a debt. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the U.S. GDP, dude? <laughs> you got debt. Dude, I, so I, I, being in the military broke me in ways that I, I just was completely unaware. Completely unaware of. And um, there was a time when my daughter sat down on the couch next to me and she kicked her feet up onto my lap and she had these little painted toenails and her feet were all dirty. And there was just something, it, it related to a, a combat experience of mine that I had never thought about. I had never put anywhere into these little kids' feet. Yep. It broke me out of nowhere. I All of a sudden, I could smell that day. I was living that day. I was trapped in it all of the time. I just couldn't function anymore. I couldn't function at work. I couldn't function at home. I couldn't spend any time with my wife at all. I just poured myself into a bottle and my wife took all of it. She took my bad days, my shitty attitudes, the fact I never wanted to go anywhere, the fact I never wanted to do anything, the fact that I didn't have any sex drive because I was drunk all the fucking time, the fact that I, I economically hurt our family because of the decisions that I was making. I was fucking with my career and my job and further putting us behind the eight ball, further damaging our family. I punched holes in walls and doors and I ultimately locked myself in the bathroom with a shotgun and I racked it in the room in front of her and terrified her and my daughter. It was the lowest moment of my life. Mm. And she was there for me the next day. I can't mm. repay that debt. Mm -mm. But every day that I try, I'm going to be a better motherfucker, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a better motherfucker every single day. I think if men respected what a woman was, if our society could say women don't have penises, and they're important. Yeah. The debt that we as men owe them for picking us, because they pick us, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. They don't fucking need us. No. no. They pick yeah. you. They pick you and they take they pick you when you're a piece of shit. What's the most attractive that a guy can be? Why do douchebags get so many women? A woman wants a project. They right. want to fix you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they want I, to fix you. Yeah. You asked if you asked Show them that wife, you're a broken can, wing that I needs a hug. Him. And they want to fix you all the time when I met They're menders. Met they are. They're they caretakers. Are. We owe all men owe such a debt yeah. to the woman that cho chooses to stay with them. And then look at biologically what happens to them. <laughs> 
All you want to do is shove your dick down their throat. <laughs> and and they, they birth your child. Yeah, yeah. They pass on your lineage. Yeah. They take your fucking name and pass on the story of you to disappear into history. <laughs> and when they pass out your child, mm. it destroys their body. It changes how they look. It, it has a permanent effect on them. And not any effect. One of the most important, like, tradable values that they have is their looks. The way that they operate through the mm -hmm. world is is manipulating their looks and their woman prowess. Yeah. They fucking take that ability and give it away and trust in you and faith in you. Dude, the fucking debt that you owe your wife, yeah. if you feel like you're going through a hard time in your life, get married, man. Yeah. The first girl that comes along that, that's fucking interested in you, especially, get married. Especially when you're going through a hard time yes. in your life. Especially yes. Because when I met my she wife... She will pick you up, dust you off, make you a polished turd, and then turn you into something worth a shit. And you should turn around one yeah. day and be like... Fucking thank you. you know, I was bartending. My wife will never fucking not tell you. I was bartending, like, to complete dead-end job. at a beat-up fucking Ford pickup truck. I had a fucking breathalyzer in it from a fucking... Bro, yeah! She had never fucking... She had, she had never fucking seen one before. And like, so she was like, what is that? Those things from here. What is that? And I was like, my car's... It's powered on carbon dioxide. I'm like, what with the environment? You know what I mean? I gotta so blow for a few seconds and suck. Few seconds. Yeah, and... Yeah, I'm in green etnies. I'm wearing a shirt to the first date that had fucking Borat that said, I like you, I like sex, right? Yeah. And she took yeah. this thing. She is a Would you? A very, would you have picked you? Fuck, no. no. Fuck I'm no. Absolutely not. <laughs> but my, my wife is a very, you met her. Yes. You met her, and she is a very put-together, like, Sensible, put Sensible, together. Put yes. together. She is. Like, she's. A, she's got her shit together. But somewhere inside the man that she chooses is that thing that she, she knows. See it. It's she like this. See it. Women see through it that nobody else sees. We can't fucking see shit when yeah. it comes to potential. We should it's protect always, that man. It's yeah. special because they can get it. They say there's something here. Yeah. The foundation is a little shaky, but it's there, yeah. and I can build upon that yeah. with enough support for this man. He's got the capability. You he just never shit? had the support. Right. Can you look at another man and see the same potential that they do? Can you look at a, can you, when you picked your wife, what, what was the, you might have had criteria. I had things that I wanted my wife to do. I had, I had a belief system of how my family should run, you yeah, know? I can ask that So like her saying easy. those things to me, like you, you, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to take that bet with you. So I'm a, I have the ability to look down the road in a, in a mm -hmm. similar way. Mm -hmm. Right. But if my wife had been fucking ugly. Right. 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 I totally understand that. that I'm, is, I'm ugly as shit, man. It's yeah. usually like the price price to admission to initiate a conversation and yeah. then the personality and the yeah. values behind it will keep you there. Yeah. The only but, thing that got you to pay attention to them, they give away to be was with Was their you. looks. They yeah. give away to be with you. hundred percent. That should be so respectful. What I saw yeah. in my wife, that the reason why I stuck around is I, I knew that I knew I wasn't good enough for her and I knew that I needed to be like a certain way to sustain and maintain the relationship that I had with her. Right, and I wanted it and as bad as I fucking wanted it, the 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 fucking grips and the jowls of alcoholism that had me like would not let me fucking get there, which is my own fucking fault. I'm not blaming it on the fucking bottle by any means. I made the decision to do the things that yep. I did. But yeah, you wanna it, but there's side note, you wanna quit drinking? Don't go to AA, don't go to NA, don't go to rehab, don't go to the gas station. That's don't go to the gas station. That's yeah. pretty much it. It's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. You want to quit drinking? A, Stop buying it. Yeah. I had a, I had a you want to quit drinking? That's it. Quit no, drinking. no, no other human being is going to say something to you. No book, no, no program, no process is going to make you just stop doing it. You have to do it. Just fucking stop. And the thing is, is I had to do it and want it 100%. Yeah. I could not half-ass a bite. I couldn't nope. do that fucking thing nope. where I was like, where I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'll just do beer. Have a beer instead dinner. Of the right. I'll do nope. this shit instead of the hardship because that was half-assing it. And I'll tell you one thing I never fucking did. I never went halfway to a fucking liquor store. Like I never got halfway there and 
was like, ha, yeah, yeah I'm not no, going to do it. No, I went all the way fucking there. And I never I bought all half the, the beer I needed. inside of it, right? And then I ruined all the relationships that I had around me. Like, that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. So if I needed to do it the other way, mm-hmm. I had to do it the other way. Yeah. I right. had to get fucking sober 100%. There was no one foot any out. Fucking yeah. thing. And there are times where people are like, dude, you got to do ayahuasca and go down to Peru. It's eye-opening and it's this thing. And I, I would to love to be that guy that is able to fucking do that. I would love to be eye-opened. I saw a whole full of kids. I don't need to be eye-opened. Yeah, I need I need to take the, I need to take those moments, those experiences that you see in your life, whether you're a combat vet or a cop or a firefighter or you're a corporate guy that watches that watches the FDA poison the country. Everyone in the American society has something that is a moment for them. They yeah. see the reality of the evil that runs the world. They they realize that violence is still the highest commodity in Dude. the world. Right. That moment should be the thing that inspires you to be a different person. Right. You, you should personally have a moral code that says I want to produce good, positive things for the world instead of negative shit. Yeah. That's all that has to happen. That is the only shift that has to happen in your right. body. Is yeah. that you're just gonna set out to do positive shit. And not be happy where, to see you. That is right. exactly where it fucking sparked in the relationship with my wife was there was a human that I saw a direct reflection of who I know I wanted to be. Yeah. And I wasn't there. Like she yeah. was the person like I saw inside what she was capable of, uh, like the, the love that she was capable of. And I like, I knew it existed in somebody. I believed that she had it. And I was like, and I just, I wanted to be that. I wanted to match that. Yeah. Right. And I think she knew my desire to match that. And she believed that and just stuck around for fucking years until yeah. I eventually got like kind of even 10% of that. And I'm still nowhere near it. Yeah, man. Still trying. My- I was will be. My wife, when I, I, this is my favorite story in the world. And when we first got married, my wife would like lie to people and tell people that we knew each other in high school because she was like embarrassed about it, you know? <laughs> so I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm in the military and I have just gotten a really bad DUI. Uh, I was clocked at 140 miles an hour, uh, Northern Virginia. Um, I blew a 0.23 on the scene. My blood was higher. It was a 0.3. Um, I ran from the cop for 10 miles. He had well at 140. That was like 30 seconds. Yeah, I, I saw him. I come, I come over a crest, one of those big long where it droops down. He was sitting in the middle. I saw him and I clicked the cruise control off and put the, put the floor down. I had a Dodge Charger that had oh, you were just like, let's go. Yeah, that thing would run, boy. So I saw him and was like, I'm gone. Yeah, dude, I went. The police report was the most in retrospect, it's kind of not that embarrassing. It's kind of gangster, but like at the time, it's very embarrassing. He wrote in the police report that he, because you know, they have to, police have to have like a cry, they have to right. have a thing that makes them activate their lights. And, right. and you running a, uh, you speeding for their county, their local area might not be enough to activate their actual lights and right. catch you. Right. I have to be a threat to like public safety in some way, which I, I don't know. I feel like I was going fast enough to be. <laughs> his justification that when he wrote it was that he activated all of his emergency equipment when I dropped onto the shoulder to pass two tractor trailer trucks at well over, in excess of 100 miles an hour, right? I'm blowing down the road, right? And my uncle had been a cop in uh, in Tennessee for like 30 years. And when I was younger, I would I would tell him like, oh man, like we we go street racing with these shitty little Hondas and we run from the fucking cops all the time and they can't catch us. And he grew up doing the same thing in the 70s, like muscle cars, like you just get to the next county and <laughs> yeah. the cop turns his lights off and turns around. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. thinking this is gonna happen to me, bro? Yeah, I've <laughs> run from the cops my whole life. You're not catching me. Yeah. My shit, my your the cop car's got a governor that's lower than mine. I don't have a governor <laughs> yeah. in this shit at all. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. hammer it down the road. Yeah. I come up, my uncle had always told me that you can outrun the cop. You can't outrun the radio. radio. Yeah, right. motor and, all, mo- the motor is always faster than the motor roll. Yes. Or the motor roll is always faster, always faster than the than motor. The motor. Yeah. And he told me when I was a kid, don't ever run from the police on the interstate because they talk to the truckers, man. And I and they will block you off. this hill and there was three tractor trailer trucks across the interstate, man. Uh, and I just pulled over, yeah. lit a cigarette, 
I smoked a whole cigarette before the cop parked behind me. Just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm so, fucked. So <laughs> it's, it's a bad DUI. I didn't get popped pulling to the gate, man. I'm yeah. without a mileage pass from Clarksville, Tennessee in northern Virginia doing 140 miles an hour documented through radar with a .3 something blood alcohol content. I couldn't have done it any worse. While in the military. While in the military. Without right? a mileage pass. So I get back. I, that happens on Whoa. like a Saturday night, right? And I'm able to get out of jail, get through everything, and get back to Tennessee with my car, out of impound, I, everything. I get by back by, by Tuesday, first formation. I yeah. say that story to say all of that happens. <clears throat> and I am looking at, all, you know, six years worth of invested time in the military, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm promotable. I've already been in a platoon sergeant role. I've already been in a senior scout role. My NCOERs are amazing. I'm going places. I am fucking going places in the military, right. and I have blown it up. And right. there is a very real chance that in 30 days, I'm going to be back at my mom's house with no driver's license, no money, no VA, anything, no GI Bill, right. nothing. Bad, I, will be, I will be back where I started and probably worse right. than before I'd gone in the military. And while I'm waiting for my court case, I meet my wife. Oh, shit. She sends me a friend request on Facebook, which in my mind, that's a yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's an open invitation. Light. That's a green yeah. light. She can say what she wants that I sent the first <laughs> message, but you sent me a friend request. That's a green light. Yeah. That's it, yeah. So you're, I, I, you're, you're, you're flaunting the eyelashes. Yes. Yeah. So I, dude, I smooth talk her, and I'm in, I'm in Clarksville, Tennessee, on like western side of Tennessee. She's in Charlottesville, Virginia. Bristol, Tennessee is the halfway point. So we both drive five and a half hours, meet in Bristol, Tennessee, and have like a date that night of takeout Chinese food in a hotel room, spend the entire night talking to each other. We get married a month and 10 days later, man. Nice. <laughs> yeah. She and marries me. about this entire thing that is happening. Oh, no, life. she's involved in it, man. She, she has, has to, to, she like has to go to court with me to give up my driver's oh, license. Geez. She is well aware the whole time that my life is falling apart. When I married her, I overdrafted my bank account by $400 to pay for the stuff at the courthouse to like get the marriage license and all that stuff. I tipped the preacher a hundred dollar bill. Cause it was the only, I only had $400 bills. Yeah. So I tipped the guy that married us a hundred dollar bill. And then we went to lunch at like a shitty, like Applebee's kind of place. That was That's our marriage. Amazing. That's awesome. That was our yeah. wedding day. Yet you've got men in this society that will be built up, supported and propped up by the woman that they're with throughout their entire life. Allow their kids to hit 18 years old and trade her in, trade her in for a newer model. Yeah. 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 This is the end. But that's disgusting. Disgust. Disgust. Disgusting. But that's masculine. Which, but that, yeah. yeah. That's my wife came along and, like, and now I'm not, got yeah. rid of you and now I'm dating yeah. a 20 year old. Yeah. My, my wife came along luck. and found this, this sun baked turd that someone else had stepped in <laughs> and picked it up and built a man out of it. Right. You know, like I, the value of a woman in your life, the value of your family, man, it just cannot be understated. It's unbelievable. Guys, we are going to run out of battery here. What? So. Unfortunately, we do have to wrap this up. We got like 8% left, so we still got a little bit of time. Right. Is there anything else we want to talk about? There's got to be something you want to get off your chest as far as uh, things that we were going to talk about in the very beginning. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. What started you on the mission of doing what you're doing? I fucking absolutely love Like, I get up and I have my coffee in the morning and I fucking watch videos because they're so impactful for me. I mean, like, legit. Like, there, it's like something that I'm like, when I, I don't, Instagram knows. Yeah. Like, when I, I'll go, Instagram, it's like, boom, Mad yeah. Bennett. You're the first one on every fucking yeah. time. You know, I'll watch or rewatch it, and the reason why is because it's just great when you start my day. It's always a great fucking message to hear from you. It's literally, it's the, my all my Instagram stuff's literally just my diary, man. I don't yeah. know, I don't know what else to do with it. I'm not naturally super creative, you know. I don't know, I, you know. So I just, it's just a thought that's rolling around. You're just telling the truth, yeah. yeah. And and most of the time, if you watch some, well, I'm like, glad you're not creative. Well, then you'll, I mean, you I'm, might, you might, because then you might not be well. And I, yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah, you yeah, are yeah. Incredibly creative, so I'll, I'll counter that. But I, what I think's happening is like you're. 
you may not be using creativity to spin the thing that's going to get people to like it. You're telling the fuck truth. Yeah, I just I, a lot of the times, like if you if you watch my um, if you watch me, it's a 90 second thing where I talk about like the importance of being a masculine man and like what the fuck you need to do in your life. If you just watch that, it is probably because I violated all of those rules that I am telling you to live by yesterday. Yeah. And today I am sitting in my shit. Right. I am sitting in my shit about it today, realizing the mistakes that I made. And I am trying to publicly say, like, if we all collectively are open and honest with each other about mm. what we're fucking up, then we are all having a shared experience. We are all we are all gaining that knowledge of failure together by sharing our failures with each other. We don't all have to learn the lessons the hard way. Right. If we're just open as men with each other. Or we can right. them faster. Yes. Right? If I hear that you say something and it's and you're like, man, I'm doing the same shit. In my mind, I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing that same yeah, shit. I'm doing the same thing. It provides yeah. awareness. Right. Yeah. Right? So when I was when I was growing up, I, I went to a private Christian school. Um, the your belief system was very controlled inside that environment, mm-hmm. being heavily in a private Christian school and then only at church all the time. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the same thing growing up in like an evangelical household. Yeah, Muslim it's, house. It's yeah. all. But there is yeah. there is a there is an amazing value that comes with that stuff. There, mm-hmm. the, uh, my opinions of what a family is and a ma- and masculinity, it all it all comes from that environment. Right. It's just I've I've investigated it in the world and it it's a proven theory. It, it absolutely it absolutely is the way to live. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I was growing up, my dad was involved in this group called Promise Keepers. Promise Keepers was an international um, group of men that essentially had Bible studies together. And it was a money grab, like everything in life right. is a money grab. You had to have the t-shirt and the VHS set, and you had to have their workbook. And, right. You know what I mean? It was a money grab. Yep. But the concept behind it was that we as men are promise keepers. We as men are going to hold that line. We as men are going to defend our families. We as men have a responsibility to the world, to history, to the future. That's our, that's our place. That's why we're here. You can remove the biblical part of it. You can remove the money grab of it. They would sell out NFL stadiums and pack them with men who wanted to live those values. That's amazing. Yeah. When I watched the military become unfunctional because of the DEI agenda, the ESG agendas, the agendas that said anyone can do any job, the military stopped functioning. And I watched it fall apart. From within. And it broke me as a person so much that I was convinced that I was, that my pursuit of excellence, get in a gunfight, get in a gunfight and tell me that you walk away from that environment with a belief that you can be lazy today. You, you couldn't move fast enough. You couldn't shoot fast enough. You couldn't get your fucking magazine and your gun. You, you're, you're, you realize that your shoes were untied. You realize that stupid pouch on your magazines only slowed you down. You, you identified all of these issues in a 30-second period that will permanently affect you for the rest of your life, that you must be detail-oriented and you must pursue excellence. That is what you will get from a gunfight. My argument from that environment is the environment we're saying we work in. We live in the military to gunfight. And I am telling you from my experience in a gunfight that attention to detail and the pursuit of excellence is what is going to keep you alive. And the chain of command inside the military is telling me that I'm a racist for believing that that I am a homophobe, that I am sexist, that I am all these other things for saying that there should be standards. There should be standards that I hold myself to. There should be standards that we hold people in this job to. It broke me to the point that I believed that I was the problem. I believed that my pursuit of excellence in my, in my own life, even as much as I'm getting DUIs and getting in bar fights and throwing my personal life away, my, my work ethic, my belief system is one of personal excellence. They broke me to the point that I wanted to blow my own brains out. I wanted to blow my own brains out in front of my wife, in front of mm-hmm. my daughter, because I, I am failing you. 
And I'm working so hard at not failing you. And yet I'm going to work every day and, and being told that I'm the problem, that I'm destroying the organization, I'm destroying privates, I'm destroying my family. I'm being actively told that I'm the problem because I believe in being good at what I do. They're pulling the brick out of your value. Yes, yes, it, it broke me. You, you said that my entire way that I viewed the world catastrophically changed inside of gunfight environments. And you labeled that PTSD. Hmm. PTSD calmed my anxiety and made me detail-oriented and excellence-driven. And you labeled that as a negative fucking thing. You labeled my ability to sit in a room and view a crowd and clock everyone in that crowd and assign each one of those people to what vehicle they drive in the parking lot because I noticed all the vehicles in the parking lot when I walked in here. You're telling me that that is a superpower that's a problem. Mm. And now that superpower, I can't not do it. Right. I can't not do it because what if right now one of these assholes stands up with a gun? Right. The only way I'm walking out of here, the only way my kid is walking out of is here by is that I put in that, that, that attention work. to detail and that pursuit of excellence before the moment happened. Right. My chest says sweat saves blood. The amount of fucking effort <laughs> that you put in today yeah. is directly equitable to the, the, the outcome that you will get tomorrow. Yes. If you don't want to deal with dead homeboys, if you don't want to deal with problems in your society, fix it fucking today. And they told me that that philosophy was the failure of mine. So I leave, right? I, I blow my life up in the military. I lock myself in the bathroom with a shotgun. I'm an acting first sergeant at the time. And they take, they take all my soldiers away. They take my only reason to fucking be there. The only reason I'm still signing reenlistment contracts is because I don't want anyone else taking these guys downrange. Please hold that real quick because oh. I don't want this to cut off. No, you're good. I'm going to swap out the battery. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. No, I want this. Oh, you could have walked by any time, brother. This is like the most important thing. No, absolutely. And that's... Thank you for giving me time. Yeah, no. This is... Yeah, just comment real quick. I've done that multiple times. I have this state on my house. I like, this is like one of my buddies and I sat down and we did like a four hour thing. We had the same conversation and I deleted it all right out. No fucking way. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> How do I jump back in the middle of that? So, uh, yeah. yeah. You were, so, you were right at, I'm um, just, just, just to, just to preface at the, at the beginning, you, you, you went right into, um, you were telling me that this, this one thing that I had after the shotgun moment, yeah. you so, took it away from me. I realized, I realized in that moment when I'm trying to rebuild myself, right, that the 22 vets a day, the, the suicide rate inside the military, it isn't because of PTSD. It isn't because of what we saw in Afghanistan. It's because we learned a new value system. We came home with it. And the power, the, the, the power inside of the military convinced all of us that that value system was the problem. Mm. And it was a core ethos that I could not remove anymore. My belief in America, my belief in personal sacrifice, my belief in excellence, I cannot remove those things from me. They are implanted in my fucking DNA now. So the only way that I can not be that is to just not be me. Right. I, if you were telling mm. me that I don't fit into my job and I don't fit into society anymore, man, get out of the military and go home. You don't have a family. You, 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 you have strained relationships with your family and the friends that you did have. And you're in college with kids that are 10 years younger than you. You're going to shoot yourself, man. Yeah. You're going to shoot yourself. Believe me, I thought about it. That exact fucking thing. Yeah. Going, yeah. In, going into college with kids that are 10 years younger than me that think it's a fucking joke that anybody would have served in the yeah. first place. Yeah. And, and so, so I... I the army breaks me because of that. And then ultimately, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that I do that lead, that lead to it. You know, like there's a lot of bad decisions that I made that was leading to it. But a lot of those bad decisions was coming from the fact that I was a broken human being. 
So I managed, I end up, uh, I end up getting arrested. Um, I lock my wife out of the house and I, 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 the cops show up and I spit on cops and I fight on cops and I end up going to a, a drug and alcohol rehab program. And it is the most humbling, embarrassing experience of my life because I am still having to come back to work as a staff sergeant who had an extremely good reputation across the squadron, probably across the fucking division. Mm. And now no one will talk to me. The lowest private doesn't want to be seen with me. You know, it was, mm. it was devastating. Yeah. So I leave and I just believe that I can start. I can start over. I get a job working on a farm. It's an awful job. I'm just mowing grass. It's just yeah. great blue collar, hard labor. I'm, make, I'm making $8 an hour. It sucks, man. I get a job with the local fire department and I just do the same. I do what you're telling me to do. You're telling me that, that, that this is a job where excellence matters. This is a job where my technical ability on difficult calls and my ability to stress mitigate and risk mitigate is the thing that will win the day. So I apply the things that made me successful in the military into the fire department. I chase certifications, most of them on my own dime, on my own time, because they're not valued by the system. We have to go out on my, on my own and learn how to do these things. I have to get with more experienced firefighters off shift on my own free time to learn how to do the, the, the actual job because none of the certifications actually teach you how to do the job, just like basic training versus an actual gunfight. Right. Those two things are not the same. And in a course of four and a half years, the fire department that I work for does the same arc that the military did. Right. In the COVID years that I'm going to smoke this whole podcast on. <laughs> Whatever. What came, what came with the federal funding with COVID was not just a mandated shot. It was a mandated mindset. Mm. And I fucking bucked it. I said, no, no, no. If you guys go this route, if you guys say that anyone can do anything, if you guys say that the, the, physical, the physical fitness standards don't actually matter, if you guys say that the only thing you need to do to be good in this job is get through fire one, through basic training, mm -hmm. you yeah. will have an entire department of people that are unable to function. And I screamed it at everyone that would listen to me because like, I just watched the military go from the most effective fighting force on planet Earth to the most ineffective junk group of people ever to exist. <laughs> it's completely unfunctional now. Yeah. Like, the fire department started saying the same thing to me. You are a problem. You are the issue. To the point that I'm in an HR meeting where the HR director calls me a racist to my face. Based on what? Based on, I, there, was, there, was, there was a black guy that, had, that we had hired that yeah. had failed some of his certifications. To <laughs> okay, I see. been fairly vocal about the fact that that was an issue. And he just happened to be black. He just he was failing. We were boys. Yeah. No way, no, I got along with him. <laughs> I got along with him. We liked the same music. When I drove the rookie bus around, I would give the aux cord to him because we got down on shit. I grew up selling crack, man. I fucking get you, bro. I'm from the same place, man. Like, yeah. let's fucking let's let's go yeah. let's put a, let's put some shit together. Yeah. Like, but the but the second. I was thinking, like, hey, this guy is not meeting the criteria and the standards that we set forth in this apartment. He was a fucking car thief, man, that the fire department hired. He has to go through the same background check to be a cop. He should have never been there in the first place. Right. He currently is serving time for malicious wounding and stalking on his girlfriend. Okay. And they picked him over me. Holy I wake up shit. in the middle of the night, and he's going through my backpack. And I jumped up Fuck. and was like, get the fuck out of my room. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my room and don't touch my shit. Yeah. And he immediately bucked back on me. He, he, he physically moves the captain out of the room. He physically shoves me around the room. He is a six foot five, 260 pound ex University of Virginia fucking lineman. And I'm toe to toe bowed with this man thinking, 
Here we go. I'm going to make you remember me. Yeah. yeah You're yeah. about to kill me, but I'm going to make you, you remember, remember me. <laughs> you won't look the same. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, get the fuck out of my room, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more senior than you. I taught your fucking rookie school, and you're stealing from me. Yeah. Get out of my room. I have to go and sit in an HR meeting, and they tell me I'm a racist. They tell me I'm a problem. They tell me, they told me that the incident, I failed to control the incident because of my PTSD. <laughs> the, 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 there it is again. The HR department yeah. doesn't have any piece of anything that says I have PTSD. There is absolutely nothing. That they, there is no way for them to make that a diagnosis of the problem. The only reason that they said that is because I'm a veteran. Right. They just assumed that I had an anger issue rather than, rather than looking at anything. <laughs> they assumed that I hate black people because I'm a white dude. <laughs> why the fuck am I best? Why the fuck am I best friends with Twister, man? Nah. Ask everybody here. Why is the whole crowd of, of famous black dudes, of famous black shooters, why, why, do the, why is the production company that I work with, Guns Out, John Keys, their entire mission in life is arming black people? I'm a racist, bro. Yeah. All my friends from the army are Puerto Rican guys, are black guys. What are we talking about, man? Yeah. So I quit, dude. I can't. Yeah. I can't, man. And the, the moment that I quit, my wife had just gotten in this bad car accident. She was okay, but it rattled her. Yeah. And she was like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. This isn't what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. So I just, I, I quit my job out of absolutely nowhere. She motivates me to do it. And I, neither one of us have a job, man. I started selling t-shirts in a... <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I went to this barbershop. There's this old lady named Betty that lives out near me, man. And when I got out of the military, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to go talk to a shrink, right? There's no crazier people in the world than a fucking shrink. Dude, yep. They <laughs> believe that they can fix dude, you. Dude, You're no, no, insane. No. Listen, every single shrink becomes a shrink because they want to solve their problems their own, through you. Yeah. Through you, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's I going the other direction. Yeah, I just don't see it. I've talked to this whole time, man. I'm trying to rebuild my life, living mm. in the country, living in Virginia, like trying to put it together. And I'm going once a week to this old lady named Betty, man, and she would come out here, and I would fucking cry in there, dude. I would, I would vent to her all the problems in my life, and she was just this, like, grandmother person that didn't know me, right? She can't use it against me. She can't come after me with any of it. She just fucking listens to me. And she motivates me week after week after week after week after week to, to, to stay in the fire department to, like, fight the good fight. Like, and then one day she motivates me. She's like, you have to fucking leave. Mm. So I... I, I got I to pay the bills, right? So yeah. I, got, I remember I was telling you when we were eating breakfast this morning that like before I left, I, I took all these lines of credit for stuff I knew I was going to need and I yeah. literally knew I would never pay them <laughs> yeah, a dime. Yeah, yeah. I got on um, one of those t-shirt presses like... Um, Printify. Uh, yeah, like Printify, one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those Affirm loans for like $3,500. Okay. I printed all these fucking Mad Minute Tacticians t-shirts that just said it's okay to be dangerous, right? It's okay mm -hmm. to have a fucking standard in your life and be a man. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Don't feel bad, bro. Don't shoot yourself. It's fucking okay, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I go, I go down to the job that I've just quit, onto the training gallery where there's the new rookie school, man. And I, I just had all the boxes in my truck. And I go to my boys. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you guys know where I'm at? We buy a t-shirt from me. We just buy a t-shirt from me. The entire rookie class. There's guys that bought five fucking t-shirts, man, because they knew I was getting fucking groceries today. <laughs> so I go, I go to Betty, man. I go to Betty in this little hair shop out in the middle of nowhere. And I go to her and I'm like, hey, I left and I don't know what to do. Can I set some milk crates up in the corner of the room and fill them with my t-shirts? Will you sell my t-shirts to people while you cut your while you cut my hair? Dude, I was picking up six hundred dollars a week from her, man. Fuck, man. I stood in a in a in a grocery store parking lot and harassed anybody that was going in the door and sold t-shirts. That's how I kept the lights on in my house. There is there is something better that we are capable of doing, man. And if I can fund it selling t-shirts through Instagram, if I can fund it by coming out to SHOT Show and making a meeting where someone will give me some ad dollars, if I can build an army of promise keepers, if I can build an army of dangerous dads, if I can take every veteran, every firefighter, every cop that's disavowed, that's been told they're the problem around the country and put together a group of fucking people, man, we're going to change the fucking world. 
We're going to change the fucking world because every single one of us feels broke. Every single one of us has been thrown away and thrown in the fucking trash. And every single one of us has a wife, has a child that has stood behind us and kept us alive. Every guy that shot themselves didn't have a support group. And the worse that it gets, the more we need each other, man. The more we fucking need each other. And I don't, I don't want to do anything that I'm doing because I want a drop-top convertible. I don't want to do anything that I'm doing because I want a bigger house, because I want to fly private, because I want to get fucking tickets to the Hawks party. Mm. I, don't want to, I don't want any of it. I want to, I want to take every disemboweled man that, that believes in personal commitment, personal sacrifice, and excellence, and I want to put together a fucking army and fix it. I want to fix it, because our kids deserve better. My grandfather, there is a holiday... I don't, I don't even remember the island. There is a holiday in, in the Pacific that is thrown every year because this bridge got defended by these guys. My grandfather, my grandfather grew up in a family of 12. His father leaves. He starts coal mining at 14 years old to support a family of 11 other people. He supports that family until he goes to World War II. He goes into World War II believing that the government allowed Pearl Harbor to happen. He didn't believe in our government. He believed in his, it, it was his fucking job, right? We have been attacked. It is my personal fucking responsibility to defend my family the same way as I'm providing for my family. He was 14 with that belief. He goes into the military at 17 fucking years old. He lands on multiple beaches. He gets multiple fucking silver stars. He had the craziest stories, if anyone I've ever heard in my life, talking about how an M1 Grand will go five men deep before it's, it stops knocking people down. The man had a sword from a Japanese officer that he watched charge the hill on his own, and they mowed him down right before they got to him. They just watched it. What kind of commitment to your belief system did that guy have? And every year there's a holiday on this island for the defense of that bridge. There are people that celebrate what those Americans did there. And, and I'm going to give up? Man, I have a responsibility to the future, and I have a responsibility to the past. I have a responsibility to the men that walked this, this ship before me. I have a responsibility to the men that built this. It's me. It's mine. It isn't anyone else's. We have to stop thinking that we're going to elect the right person. We have to stop thinking that we're going to shop with the right company. We have to stop thinking that where our fucking optic is made is the value of our, of our moral integrity. We have to just be men that are committed to an end goal and back plan off of it. Fix your fucking self before you do anything else. And if we do, if we just build strong men, if we just build families, if you reach out into all these law enforcement departments and tell the guys that are still there that, dude, we got your back. We all went to Afghanistan for 20 years. We all went to Iraq for 20 years. The, the special operations guys went to every other shitty country on planet fucking Earth for 20 years. And our expectation was that everyone here was going to just be caretakers of here. We were founded by Minutemen, and we were supposed to be maintenance men. And while we fought that war, nobody did anything here. The system broke. It's our job to fucking fix it again, man. It's our job to be in every level of politics. It's our job to grow billion-dollar companies that will arm American people and not the DOD. If, this thing, if the things that are going on in Texas, if the country split today, if there was a shot fired in Texas today, Daniel Defense would arm the fucking execution squads. They would not arm the American people. And us at SHOT Show, all of the money that's being thrown around here, multi-million dollar booths catering to the Defense Department, and actively just not giving a shit that none of the general consumer comes to them. Dude, it is such a problem. It is such a big problem. It's such a big problem. We should be screaming about it from the roofs, man. That's all I want to do. And I don't want to pick a fight. I want to be positive, man. Right. I want to be positive. want to change it. That is my yeah. whole issue with Lucas Bakken. That is my whole issue with the platform and the way that he is using that platform is that you have the potential to motivate and you're, you're, you're being negative. You are being divisive for potentially no reason. 
maybe to, to, to sell more stuff to make more money. So you, you, you grow a following to say that Daniel defense is an issue and then you become it? We should be men of moral stature that aren't compromisable, man. And we should be willing to fucking I say this shit to every, every, every group of young guys that I work with, every, every um, rookie school that I taught in the fire department, every group of guys that I got as a private when I was in the army, every, every one of you guys that was ever around me, they, they all know this saying. If there are things in life worth dying for, which you here believe, you wouldn't be a cop, you wouldn't be a firefighter, you wouldn't be a soldier if you weren't willing to die for your belief system. If there are things worth dying for, then there are things worth going to prison for, and there are things worth being written up for. You have to do the right thing regardless of the fucking consequences. And if you judge men by the color of their collar and not the color of your character, you will fucking fail in life. Be a man that values men that commit to things and get shit done. Draw a hard line for yourself and apply standards to yourself. Pursue fucking excellence in your life. And if you do that, you will turn around one day and there will be a hundred people behind you doing the same shit, man. That is the only way to fix our country. It has to start at home, man. I, I, I want to say, like, thank you. Thank you to you guys. No, thank, thank you to you guys for letting me be here. Thank you for you letting me tell I my story. Dude, I, had, I can't thank you enough, man. Like, that was... I, I had an I overwhelming... Right now. I, I had an overwhelming amount, like a truly humbling amount of cops. And, and uh, dude, I had cops. I had FBI guys. I had, I had feds. I had firefighters. I had professionals from all different walks of life stop me while I walked around SHOT Show this year. I didn't know anybody would fucking know me. Mm. And I was stopped every 10 minutes for someone to shake my hand and say, thank you for saying the thing I can't say. That's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to leave the fire department and tell the world what the fuck's going on. Because we watched Uvalde and it wasn't enough. Mm. It wasn't enough to let everybody know that they're not coming, man. Nobody's coming. If some bad shit happens it's around you, you, it's on you. It's on you. And it's not, it's not a thing about response times. It's not a thing about living in a, in a big city versus a rural area. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It is, it, is, it, is, it is the fact that every level of first responder agency during the COVID years drank the DEI formula. They were forced to by the federal government, and everyone that disagreed with it was fired or left. There is no one with a backbone left running any of those organizations. There is, there is a tire, there's an entire workforce of guys being persecuted inside those organizations. But the top levels, the people that could have said, no, we don't want your funding, didn't. Right. They, they are, the, they are the, the, the sheriff at Uvalde that showed up to the school, gave his radio away, and said in a press statement three days afterwards that the reason he gave his radio up is because he didn't know he was in charge. If it isn't you, if it isn't your fucking responsibility, whose is it? Whose is it? Even if there had been the president of the United States to respond to that incident, you had a responsibility to the people underneath of you. You were in charge of the people underneath of you. No one else was. You have the responsibility. You were there. The people around yes. you. Yes, and you legitimately, those kind of people, those kind of people legitimately believe that they can just abdicate their responsibility and that's all they have to do. They just have to say, I didn't know I was in charge and it's okay. That cannot, the, the, our system cannot continue to work like that. It cannot continue to work like that. And the HR departments, the, the police departments, fire departments, all of your first, all the federal jobs, all of those things, the way that they promote people is through HR departments, not through the guys in the field. We do not promote guys that are good at the job that pursue excellence. We promote people that are good in an HR meeting. And what does HR value? Conflict resolution. <laughs> they don't want someone who's conflictory. They don't want yeah, someone want, who's motivated. Yeah, they don't they want, want someone who chases reference. excellence. They don't want someone who's going to look at fatties at work and say, you're 400 pounds. If I'm spraying water in this room, the, enough water to fill a fucking swimming pool in five minutes, 
and we're just dumping it onto this fucking hardwood floor, and you're 400 pounds, your ass is going through that floor. It, it isn't yeah. a physical fitness standard because yeah. I think you're gross. It's a physical fitness standard that, like, please don't kill me today. Or yeah. if I go down, you're not going to I can't get you out. Yeah. I can't get you, you out. Yeah. Or you're going to put our lives at risk because then we then have to go after you. Yeah, I can't yes. get you out. Or if I go down, you're not getting me out. A fire doubles in size every 15 to 30 seconds depending yep. on the fire load. It will fucking swallow you inside of a room before yes, you can will. find the door. And if you have a 400-pound fatty that had a cardiac episode in the middle of that room, you are both dead because you are in shape, you believe in dying with your brothers. Yeah. But because you try. give him a fact, which is, this is unhealthy, this is gonna kill the men that you're with because you're they're fired. going to try to get you out, then you're, you're fired. fired. You're fired. When you're supposed to be in shape, you're supposed to be looking at- We've built shape. a reward system for people that don't chase excellence. Right. And what you are left with is organizations that aren't excellent. Aren't just that's well said right there. I mean, it really is. It that, that's is exactly what it is. You build a reward system, you actually honor it yeah. instead of question it. Yeah. Right. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank Seriously. You guys, let me be here. Um, one thing that I'd like to wrap this up with, uh, is I want, I want you to, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And honestly, there is, there is, <clears throat> for those of you expecting the normal outro, that's obviously not going to happen on this episode. Uh, the outro that I want to give, um, while, while we, while we wrap this up is your ability to find their ability, the, the viewer's ability to find you and what platforms to find you on. We will put the links in the description as we always do, yeah. but just let them know your primary platform. So I'm, I'm Mad Minute Tacticians on every social media thing. I sat down like a week ago and blitzed everything. I'm on Rumble, I'm on Twitter, I'm on absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. The content, the best content is on Instagram. If you want a chance to talk to me, Instagram is the best place. That's where the diary is at, right? Yeah, um, yeah, the diary is on Instagram. The YouTube is coming. I'm going to get money behind me at some point. I have like much better quality of production. The YouTube is just going to get better and better, better, man. Yeah. They're going to give me, someone in the in the world is going to give me a platform to fucking yell at the elites. To <laughs> I can't wait. Um, this was one of the most powerful podcasts or conversations that I've ever sat in in my entire life, to yes. be completely honest with you. And... Um, I don't, I don't cry often. I cry when it's, when it's I, well, I can't, I cry when I can't not cry. Bro, I, and believe I cry me, a lot now. I, I got down, but yeah. If but I, I like you, man, I will come up to you and you don't have to know me. If I like you, I'll come up and hug you and be like, I love you know, you. You know what I find myself, not to, not to continue this like conversation. I, I know when something is true when I cry. I feel myself like tearing up when I'm saying things that I know deep down inside me to be true, mm -hmm. even if it's not even sad. How much energy right. did you just vibrate into the universe? You know what I mean? Like that's, universe. yeah, like that's when I, I feel my tears like welling up when I'm complimenting somebody, for example, even just a compliment. Yeah, right. And I know it's true from deep down inside, not some bullshit blanket, yeah, you're doing a great job, but yeah. hey, you fundamentally did this thing for me and I want you to know how it feels. Like my tears will well up. And this was one of those cathartic, one of the most cathartic experiences that I've had, especially given the fact that you're a vet and, and really kind of like putting this PTSD thing in perspective, that label that, it's I mean, we just, it's, it's it a is fucking a fucking superpower. superpower. It is like not ADHD. a, you've it's pretty, pretty amazing way to look at it. Why does every, every soldier I was ever around that was like a quality guy that could function under stress, that could function under pressure, every uh, cop firefighter that I've ever been around in my life that could function well under pressure, they, they're, they're crack babies, man. Mm -hmm. We all have ADHD. <laughs> yeah. We operate on level 10. Mm -hmm. right. When the world 
gets to level 10, we're already there. Yeah. We're already just all the time. Yeah. I'm there on the couch. I, I, need, yeah. I, need to handle, I need to handle that massive like external hemorrhage. I need to manage your airway. I need to manage this. I need to manage that. I need to cut your clothes off so I can see if you have other problems on. I have, I have this whole list in my head of all these things I have to do. Dude, that's how I'm walking through a room. Right. It's already how I'm walking through a room. Listen to these people right yeah. here. What's going on in the door? I yeah. my seat it's already how I'm walking through a room. Yeah, yeah. I can walk up and look inside of a car and see two people mangled inside of it. And all I start doing is problem solving. And I'm risk mitigating while I'm problem solving because I have a superpower. Stop saying it's an issue. Stop saying that PTSD yeah. is an issue. Stop wearing it like a badge of honor that you have fucking PTSD. And then driving that individual further into depression, yes. thinking they have a problem until yes. they kill themselves. Every, everything I've ever seen about PTSD is that like, hey man, brother, you're gonna get better one day. Fuck <laughs> yeah. 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 You got hit by a nuclear reactor. You're a superhero, man. Yeah. No one else on planet Earth got to experience those kind of stressful right. environments. You unlocked something that other people don't know about. You supercharged a part of your brain that will allow you to fight a saber-toothed tiger. Be proud of it, man. Right. Yeah. Lean into it. Fantastic fucking way to look at it. Dude. Maybe don't be angry. Yeah, just maybe, maybe don't, maybe, don't, maybe, don't yeah. be angry. You don't have to walk through life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you again yeah. for everything. No, that you, for everything in the Thank time you. That you, the, the time that you gave to us today. Um, I'll never forget it. And this is definitely something I'm going to watch over yeah. and over for like, a very long time. In fact, as soon as my son can speak English, yeah. <laughs> just play. It watch this. Yeah. yeah, just like in the background. Okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck Wrong lullabies. lullabies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to do a little like I want to do a little call out because I had yeah. this like yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So to to all you guys that are in like professional level jobs, if you're a cop, a firefighter, a first responder, if you work for the feds, if you're a pilot, if you're a school teacher, if you're anything like that, if you if you work inside of the government and you you know you you see what I see. You, you see how broken this system is. Send me a coin, send me a patch, send me something from your organization and I'm gonna build a wall. I'm gonna build a wall behind me and I'm gonna run a podcast. I don't know what it's gonna be about. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but your coin, your agency logo is going to show everyone that watches my stuff that there is, there is a belief across the board in every state in every city of this country from the first responders saying that the system is broken it is you agreeing with me and putting your name on that wall behind me if you if you see the same thing that i see send me your shit so that i can have that validation mm. for people that watch it i can be able to make the argument it's going on everywhere, man. It's going on everywhere because I don't have a way to prove it. I have, right. Until I have you Instagram get that back of, yeah. <laughs> I can't screenshot yeah. your Instagram message and put it, <laughs> I mean, put it on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Send me a patch. Send me a coin. Send me something, man. Yeah. That's a damn good idea. Yeah. To validate the support. This right saying, on. Just build a wall. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. again, Jacob. And thank Dude, you guys for thank watching. You guys sticking around through, through this. Out. I can't wait to have you on the next one, man. Yeah. I, or have oh, we can be on yours. I'm going to cry even more. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Brother. Hey. That was. Nothing incredible, babe. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't even get.